Episode of the unofficial podcast of the National Football League, the world famous and critically acclaimed Five Six Kings podcast. I'm David Breen. With me, as always, my dear friend and co-host Braden Bowler. Braden, how are you, man? I'm, I'm pretty good. Pretty good. Excited for the future, David. A lot of stuff in store. <laughs> this this movie that we just did just gave me so much hope for the future. All right. Now, now I'm just I'm ready to. Take on life, you know, headstrong. Oh. Yeah. That's very nice. Yeah. <laughs> How are you doing, though, bro? I'm doing well. Doing well. Weird start to the morning. Yeah. As I, as I was telling Braden when I got here, I had a, had a post-shower Ugh. shit. Ugh. Never good. Never good. And it's not like it wasn't a while after the shower. It was like I got it. I was still wet when I Ugh. sat down on the seat. Ugh. And, and like you're kind of moving around on the seat. It's... <laughs> It's the fucking worst. <laughs> the toilet paper gets wet so easily. Like. Yeah, like it's 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 bad. <laughs> it's not good for anybody. <laughs> but you know, like I'm not gonna let that be me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like where do you go? My, where do you go post, from there? My post shower shit doesn't define me, guys. All right. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna push on. I'm gonna make it a good day. Yeah. I'm gonna record a podcast. Oh, you guys might have noticed we uh there was no there was no ad at the beginning of this. Got a lot of other shit we want to talk about. Yeah. And I thought, you know, if we can shave four and a half to five minutes of me rambling about Subway, yeah, let's do that. I mean, I adore them, so it's it's hard for me to say otherwise. But. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. <laughs> uh, but I don't know if you guys saw. So you're talking about the Oscars, right? <laughs> you already know. Yeah, so guys, huge news at the Oscars. Tony Hawk was there. <laughs> exactly. He's fucking walking on the stage. I almost you were you were it. you were gonna say Tony Hawk were you? No. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't think you were, and I wanted to make sure that joke was said. That was brilliant, Dude, David. Tony Hawk. I fucking actually, showed up presenting awards and shit. So I'm not trying to be some piece of shit actor, but I didn't watch the Oscars. Um, so I well, missed we that were, part. God, bananas. We're if, recording this on Monday morning. Yep. Which historically we almost always have. Yeah. And last week we were like, let's do it on Sunday. Let's do it Sunday night. Day. Yeah, we'll do it Sunday night. It'll get out like late Sunday night. The audio will. We'll get the video up a little earlier on Monday. Now it'll be great. We finish recording the podcast. We start uploading everything, and we like hop on our phones, and we're like, oh, Will Smith, fucking slapped <laughs> Chris Rock. Well, David, I'm sure you got a bunch of say too about it. I mean, be, you know, being a comedian and all. Like, I don't call me a comedian. I don't, uh, yeah, don't call me an actor. Like, I feel like, 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 like put, yeah, put me in the same boat as Chris Rock. I, I think Chris is like, if I think comedians, I think David Breen. That's my guy. Goddamn right. That's my guy. I, I historically show up at comedy clubs and bump other comedians, but never David Breen. Never. Never David Breen. No. I'll bump Mark Marin, but if David Breen is on, I wait my turn. There you go. Uh, it's insane that that happened. Dude, if I was so Chris Rock, another reason why he's just better than me. If I was Chris Rock, I, I don't even hesitate. He started a tour like the weekend after. I cancel that tour. I start wearing a neck brace everywhere. I say I, I can't do it due to emotional distress, and I'd be like, and I would have made 
eight million on that tour, so I'd like Will Smith to pay me that out. It is one hundred percent how I would handle this. Oh, I, I would be so petty. Yeah, Chris Rock is like, whatever, man. I'm gonna go do my tour. I'm gonna go live my life. And you know, like, Chris, I was listening to the Jesselnick and Rosenthal Vanity Project. This for JRVP. JRVP. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> and Anthony Jesselnick was talking about it. He's like, they're both. They were both super famous. They're both a lot more famous now because of it. And he's like, they're going to do a Super Bowl commercial next year. Like, they'll, they'll do something where they both make millions of dollars off of this. And I hope they do. I definitely think that's the case for Chris. I don't know if that's the case for what. Like, definitely got more famous. And, like, he's always going to have a very successful career no matter what because he's fucking Will Smith. But there's a lot of people hating on Will Smith for what he did. Yeah, but it's still still press. Yeah, you're right. A lot of and people, a lot of people hate. Attention. Yeah, a lot yeah. of people hate Jake Paul. Yeah, but, but Jake Jake Paul is a fucking superstar because of that. True. Jake Paul does use it though. Yeah. And J- I, Jake Paul's Will, Jake Paul's not on the level of Will Smith. I'm not trying to say that. <laughs> yeah, but like when Jake, but Jake's able to use it for it, like to his advantage. For Will, sure. Will Smith is. The, so the reason why he slapped Chris, I believe, is it's because Chris wouldn't keep his wife's name out of his fucking mouth. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> that <was> it. <laughs> well, I I totally think that this has just been a built up of emotions for Will. It's like your body can only build up as much tension before you express it, and that's not saying it's warranted for what he did at all or in any such way. I'm saying that's where he. That was, like, his brinking point or something to where I think as well, like, yeah, like, I've listened to so many people talk about what and why Will Smith did what he did, and I agree with everyone, and and, and I just Everyone? Think, bro, like, when all the comedians, all the comedians I listen to talk about it, they're, they're so on point, and a lot of them were just going on, too, about the fact that this is about his ego and showing how fragile his ego is, saying because of the way that his relationship has formed with his wife and the way that he's probably been viewed like the way that he is aware of his perception that the way he's being previewed or viewed by the audience is playing like a toll i feel like on him like i think he is very self-conscious of the way he's coming across not as always but because of what happened with him on jada's show where he's she's talking about you know being with some other guy i think that's all played and like that's just all tension that's built up to this point and he's been like looking for something to try and because like that moment wasn't against Chris Rock. It was against like everyone, I feel like, or, or in his mind, against everyone up to that point. The what the, what he's read online, the way he was he thinks he's being perceived by everyone from what's happened since Jada. I think that was all built up just to that point. Uh, it might be, it's, it's built up way longer because like who was Jada with before Will? That too. Tupac. I, yeah. Will Smith is the guy who followed Tupac in Jada's life. That's a tough follow. It's a tough act to follow. I don't think many people can do it. And you gotta, you gotta understand too. It. I even lo- watched an interview where Will Smith was talking about that, about how jealous he was of Tupac, and how he is, you know, this nice rapper who's from Philly, and Tupac's this bad boy, you know, kind of guy. Like it's T- Tupac, charismatic as fuck, good looking. I'm sure he fucks like a stallion. Like. And Will Smith, just, like that's who you're compared to your entire relationship. It's got to be tough. Yeah, for sure. And dude, you could just tell like Jada. 
she kind of wears the pants in the relationship, it seems. Probably. So Will Smith laughed at the joke and then looked and saw her rolling her eyes and unhappy. And he was like, all right, well, I got to fuck somebody up. Like, But that just shows that she like he's dependent upon the way that she reacts to things and the way that he is viewed by her. Exactly. So he, he has to react to the way that she is reacting to things to get the validation that he wants or warrants or that he thinks is going to give him what he wants. Yeah, it was it was banana. He saw that and it was like, well, she won't respect me if I don't do something here, which is insane. I think it's her and other people. Like, I think there's a part of him that thought other people. He, he had to prove himself. There. Prove himself. Exactly. Yeah. Without to, a doubt. Yeah, to like and it just shows how weak and fragile like his but this I don't want to like pick on Will either. Like I, I honestly do. I do. Yeah, I kinda do too. It's fucking insane. You go to a like Chris Rock's job was to go up there and roast people in the crowd. I don't think Chris Rock was like, Oh, Jada Pinkett Smith has alopecia. I'm gonna make a joke about her having alopecia. She had fucking short hair, and he's like, short hair. Who else had short hair? G.I. Jane. G.I. Jane 2, can't wait to see you. Like, so, fuck, just fucking, like, quick, like, whatever. And then he was getting ready to move on, and he was like, oh, shit. So there's so many things wrong with that. Like, she has she has alopecia. It's a, it, So her is, her immune system is attacking her hair. And, like, her hair is, like, dependent upon, like, her organs and this and that. And, like, her immune system is, it, like, it doesn't know. It's not, like, regular... Um, genetic alopecia like most men have where they slowly lose it in a certain pattern in a certain way slowly over time it's she will she just has like a little patch on the top I guess I saw her talk about it one time but what happens is just random spots on people's heads will that the the immune system will attack the hair follicles but I'm not trying to take anything away from her but like I don't know dude like the G.I. Jane joke if anything, you could see it as G.I. Jane is this woman who defined what feminim- feminism is yeah. and, and like created almost like a more equal playing field for women and the way that they're so, viewed. So, and- so that's not at all what Chris Rock was saying with the joke, though. Well, and, and, I, and like, so for like, sure, for so sure. like, it's crazy to be like, gee, I, she's a role model to young girls and stuff like, cause like, if that's what Chris Rock was saying, that's he another story. He was, he yeah. was, he was obviously was, making the comparison of the hair. Bald, and he's like, yeah, yeah, he's making the comparison of the head, but at least it was a comparison of the head to someone who had what GI Jane had. Sure, he, he could have said, "Hey, Mister Clean." Yeah, he could have. He could have been ridiculous. Could have been way worse. Yeah, he was very reserved. It wasn't bad. But here's the thing: any comedian. If you're in a big theater and there's a comedian up there telling jokes and you get offended to the point where you want to fight the comedian, it is always your fault. 100%. If I'm at some fucking dive bar down in Fort Lauderdale and there's people there getting a drink, they didn't know some douchebag was going to be there doing three to five minutes of stand-up comedy and they get offended by my joke and they want to fight me, sure. Sure. A little bit more warrant. Because they, they didn't know this was going to happen. They went out not expecting to hear my fucking shitty jokes. <laughs> like, me being super offensive and shit. Like, like that's, that isn't why they went to the bar that night. They're like, who the fuck's this guy? He has a microphone? What's going on over there? Yeah, so you uh, go to the Oscars and Chris Rock makes a G.I. Jane joke and you hit him, you're out of your fucking mind. Yeah, so obviously we're, like, trying to, you know, go over why we think will acted in the way he did and what's going on behind the kind of scenes between him and his relationship but like regardless there's no fucking reason ever yeah. 
ever to think that you're in some type of position to do something like that. And then the way that he walks off <laughs> with his back turned to him, it blows my fucking, fucking mind. Mm. He walks <laughs> off like he's literally, it's just like Joe Rogan said, like as if he's in a fucking movie. As if he thinks he like the whole world is just wild, his wild playground, West, which it kind of is. But like, you do, do, Wild Wild West. It, it's it's absurd. And then to sit down and, and then and like, and I really believe in his mind when he walked off, he thought the crowd was gonna go nuts. He thought they were gonna be like, yeah, there we fucking go, fuck him up. Like that is what he thought the reaction was gonna be. And what's crazy? He walked is- uh, like I wish he would have done the fucking Mackay Pfeiffer no. I wish you would have been like, come on. You don't like it? Come on. Like, I wish you would have done that. It's so funny because there was such a mixed read of signals by everyone. Because even when Will Smith's coming back, Jada's like laughing as Chris Rock makes his joke. Like, I just got smacked the fuck out of by Will Smith. Yeah. She's la- She doesn't Will, even fully understand what's going Chris on. Chris Rock did not say the F word. He, shit. He's, yeah. he's a professional. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> that he's on ABC. He knows he moments. can't say the F word. Yeah. What am I talking about? <laughs> But yeah, definitely like such a weird mix of of and the so yeah, and then Hollywood spineless as fuck. The fact that no one, and I'm not saying like if I was there, I'd stand up and be like in the back corner, "Hey, Will, you're wrong." Like I'm, I'm not gonna do anything to a degree, but like you can't just like allow this man to just sit there. Like at least <laughs> I'm gonna sad. at least I'm gonna call the producer over and be like, "Uh, wh- yeah, I'm he, not." He sat in the front row for the rest of the show. Like, that that's bananas to me that they didn't make him leave. Like, if I'm in the back and no one's doing anything, at least I'm going to go and try and talk to... I don't know, bro. Like, I'm not going to be the one to be like... I'm never the one to be like, oh, he should be in trouble or anything. But, like, dude, at some point, there's got to be... Whoever, there's got to be a line. You whoever know what I'm runs the... Because, like... And not to make... But, like... So this producer Amy, Amy, came out. Amy Schumer went up there and she made awful jokes. Amy Schumer kind of sucks. Yeah. Uh, she made like the Kirsten Dunst joke or something like that. Like them not removing Will Smith. What Like Kirsten Dunst storms the stage and just starts hitting Amy Schumer. Like So one of the main producers, I watched this interview and he said that he was he was trying to speak on behalf of Chris Rock and never spoke to Chris Rock. So he lied about speaking to Chris Rock in this interview. So now this is a day after. And he's talking about – Sorry, not to cut you off. Guys, this was uh, – I just finished a nice glass of <laughs> candid cold brew coffee. They're in West Palm. They're great. They just do cold brew. You can go get a growler. It's $20 your first purchase. Okay. $15 every time you refill it. It's 64 ounces. Delicious. Some of the best cold brew I've ever had. They also do – if you're a business owner, they do kegs. They do kegs that they deliver to your business, and they have sensors inside the kegs where they get an alert – if it needs to be refilled. And then they're just like, hey, we're going to come out tomorrow and refill the cold brew keg. That cool with you? And you're either like, yeah, oh yeah, come refill it. Or you're like, oh, no, we're good. It's fucking great. Candid. Give us money. Just give us some money. Or fuck Braden. Give me free cold brew. Just for life. Sounds good. Candid coffee. Go on, Braden. So, I don't uh, fuck, I don't even remember what I was the, saying. The producer was trying to talk on oh, behalf the producer, of Chris Rock. So the producer. So um, he was in an interview, and he was trying to speak on behalf of Chris Rock when apparently they never spoke. And he was trying to say that Chris – that they spoke briefly in the back, but also because of Chris Rock's demeanor that he thought that he didn't want to make – uh, Will Smith be escorted out, so they went and asked him, "Hey, are you willing to leave?" And apparently, Will Smith was like, "No, 
I swear, I swear to God, this is what the producer said in the interview. And then the next day, Will Smith hit him up and like apologized. And now Will Smith has apparently um, resigned from the Academy Awards, so he can never be nominated again for another Oscar. Which, yeah, who, who gives a shit? Yeah, <laughs> that, that, yeah, yeah, it's the main thing. Yeah. Who gives a fuck? But it, it is wild. I think the best thing would be uh, to see them in a boxing match, or just Chris Rock going no. on stand up and just roast see them the fuck. in a boxing match. <laughs> Chris Rock is. 80 pounds or 80 pounds lighter than Will Smith. You're right. And a and, boxing and Will, Will Smith, Smith, Will Smith played Muhammad Ali <laughs> in a movie. Will Smith would beat the fuck out of Chris Rock. That would not be the best thing. Well, I guess the best thing then would to see Will Smith go and try and do that to someone else. Because can you imagine the if best that thing was... would be Will Smith and Chris Rock like they challenge for a boxing match. And Chris Rock is like, but I get to name a champion, like Game of Thrones. Mm. And then Francis Ngannou comes out. Yeah. And he's like, you're fighting this guy. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. that That's the best thing. But can you imagine, though, if it was anyone else other than Chris Rock? That's they, they, a big point of it, too, is that they've been friends for, like, 20, 30 years or some shit. Like, he probably wouldn't have done this to almost anyone else. I mean, like, think about it, dude. So like, I, don't, I don't know that they've been friends for 20 to 30 years. Chris Rock has kind of... I don't want to say, like, I know if they've Chris, been friends. Chris, they, definitely... Chris Rock, they know each other. Chris Rock yeah. kind of takes shots at Will Smith when he has chances at award shows like that. Like if he's, I've, I've seen... Will yeah, Smith's yeah. in a crowd, like, he kind of takes a shot at him, but, like... i just seen dude, that they've if, been, like, if friendly I was, with each if other If I since. was hosting an award show and you were in the crowd, I'm taking a shot at you. Oh, dude. Without a doubt, I'm taking a shot at you. Like, yeah, like, who... Yeah. yeah. And, like, usually you would kind of think, though, that the taking the shots is less personal because yeah. you feel more comfortable almost making a joke about someone that you're more comfortable yeah, with. I'd feel comfortable doing I wouldn't feel comfortable doing it to, like, Nick Hoffman, you know, because I fucking hate that guy. <laughs> exactly. You know, or Stone Cold Steve Austin comes up and gives you a fucking stunner Best on case stage. scenario. Best case, dude. So we're, we're, we're switching to that. WrestleMania was this weekend. Oh, I saw those snippets of it. Stone Cold was fucking amazing it was so like he's not as good and athletic as he was he had like a 20 minute match and then did all the beer shit it was really just an ad for because uh, doesn't he have his like own beer that, that's yeah. it, it was really just an ad like they kept it was great they kept like putting beers on the ground and the camera would zoom in on the logo and it's, it's and it's like stone cold ipa or something you think stone cold was like hey pay me um Fifty thousand less, but you got to get close but, but on do all ads. my cans for sure. But like, I didn't know he had his own beer. I think I heard him say that it, one time in an it interview. Makes or so something. much sense that he oh does. My god. <laughs> like, oh my god! If any professional athlete's gonna have a beer, it should be Stone Cold Steve Austin. What's up with his labeling? I really hope right on the can he's he's busting two open and like fucking throwing it down his mouth. No, okay. it has like uh, a <laughs> has like the the skull, the Stone Cold skull. Okay, nice. and it says like Stone Cold IPA. What? Or no, it might it might say Steve Weiser. It might say Steve Weiser. It says it's something crazy like a play on words with his name, and you're like, this guy's the man. He's the greatest wrestler of all time, they according be to Braden. Stunners. No, it shouldn't be called stunners. Go get your stunners. <laughs> you know, it should be called stunners. <laughs> I'll, I'll sign off on that. Uh, let's let's shift gears back to. Uh, Back to Will Smith. <laughs> Back to acting. Not Will Smith. Okay, I, right. I think we've covered Will Smith. Yeah, I feel, you I feel see what's like going that. on with Bruce Willis? Yeah, it's sad. That is, that is fucking wild. But I want to take shots at How the Razzie Awards. A, a face, a, I don't know. He, he, he laughs uncontrollably. Is that what it is? Yeah. 
It's uh, it's like it's stages of heard... dementia, and he has like laughing yeah. bouts. Okay, okay. There, there's a bunch of different parts of it. Uh, yeah, I bet. But the Razzies were gearing up because Will oh. Smith made like ten ten movies this year, and it turns out he got paid two million per movie, and it was like two days of filming for all of them. I do have to say, good one, for him. I do have to say one other thing: that the guy King Richard that he was playing, that he won the Oscar. We're, we're going back, to, going back to Will Smith, just for one second. Yeah. The guy that he was playing, that he ended up. Winning the Oscar award for right after he slapped Chris Walk and was speaking about protecting family, all these things that he learned from King Richard. Apparently, King Richard came out, made like a tweet or some shit, and was like, I do not condone any of the actions that Will Smith did. (laughs) Richard, Richard Williams. Is Serena and Venus Williams' father. Yeah. That, that's who the movie was about. Yeah. So, like, he I, was. Yeah, I don't know why he I kept was. He was protecting. Yeah. <laughs> he was protecting his two young black daughters who were trying to get in to fucking tennis, which is almost exclusively a rich white person sport, especially at that time. Yeah, that's he, he's protecting his two young black daughters from the discrimination and all that shit they were going through. That is not even close to the same. Yeah, Will Smith going up on stage at the Oscars Having and a hitting Chris fucking Rock. Fucking ego cuck problem and it's fucking crazy, dude. It's it's wild. So and, the, and didn't apologize. Yeah, he's like, I was protecting my family. <laughs> I got to I got to play King Richard and I got to play Richard Williams and learn to protect my family. And that's what I got to do tonight. But then gets like a standing yeah. ovation from everyone. That, that's insane. It is insane. It's, it's like, dude, if they, if and that's like, the club. If that's the club, Hollywood. I don't. I don't give a fuck, bro. So I'm the, here to create art, not to suck fucking dick. The, so if everyone's the, sucking Will Smith dick. I don't fucking want to be a part of it. Sorry, you're not sorry. Yeah, I'm not. Um, and you don't have to be. That was fine. Thank you. <laughs> was, I just uh, saw your face, and I was like, oh, maybe I let David down. Nah, nah. <laughs> um, I do want to be a part of that club. I'll take the money. I'll be a part of that club. I have way. Braden's weirdly prideful. Yeah, and I don't get it sometimes. <laughs> it's because I'm such a fan I do, of Ho- Hollywood. If you're watching this, I'll drink kids' blood. I'll I'll, I'll do whatever I got to do. Give me some of that sweet <laughs> sweet Hollywood money. They're gonna be like, that's that's our all guy. That's all. Braden wanted to make art. I just want to make money off this podcast. <laughs> that's why I do the subway ads. That's why I. So I was like, hey, Candid, check it out. Braden's like, let's make some fucking art, man. I'm like, hey, I, I got to look into Candid Brewing now. I've never drink. I never. Drank coffee, but I need to know the ingredients because I'm very prideful. And cold, cold brew coffee is incredible. Yeah, yeah. Organic? I don't fucking know. I don't it's know either. Fucking, it's care. beans, <laughs> but it's it's slow. It's slow brewed. It's very smooth. It's great. It's got I a great see how taste. Ridiculous I could be on. Great taste, no aftertaste. Um, what there was, you go. What was uh, what was I getting at though? Uh, we're back 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 to Bruce Wells. Yeah, yeah. So the Razzies, they were having an award section. They do it kind of yearly. It's worst. And it's an actor's name in a film. They yeah. were doing worst Bruce Willis in a film. And it was like uh, the fucking 10 movies he did this year. They were going to pick which one was the worst. And then it came out that Will Smith is retiring from acting due to his uh, due to his health condition. And they rescinded the awards. You fucking cowards at the Razzies. Stand by it. Stand the fuck by. The man has to retire from acting, and you're going to rip an award from him? Mm. He was probably excited to get that award. He's like, like, you know what? I'm going out on top. I'm getting a Razzie. Is that like some form of discrimination of some sort? Like, No, it's, they're, they're, it's crazy what you just said. Because <laughs> you're it. saying it seriously. They're, they're an award I'll show. Joke, but, they're an but. award show where they shit on people, and they were like... 
they were like, it's going to be in poor taste. Like the award show hasn't, the award show hasn't happened yet. And they were just like, we're going to not do that award at this show. It's why do you have to make me? Cause you get serious and you have to make me go from being over the top. What's wrong with the Razzies? Why are you pulling the award to be like, no, you're crazy. You're wrong. <laughs> How do you do that to me? How are you that fucking naive <laughs> to where you get me to be like, dude, come on. Like, what do you No, It's not discrimination. Will's or fucking Bruce Willis didn't want to win the Razzie award for being, for being awful in films this year. Bro. Like, Fuck wh- you, man. Well, what? Bruce Willis. What if he did though? He didn't. All what right? if he, he finds it he offensive fucking, he that fucking they did. took his opportunity? That's my point. Good. I, I hope he does, but he doesn't. He doesn't. Bruce, 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 Bruce Willis, Bruce Willis, don't listen to Brain. Nah, you're not listening. You're Bruce Willis. You're not like, no, like, let me check the Five Six Kings episode on The Gray. You think there's a chance? We did Die Hard. You think there's a chance? He's like, oh, and we watched this fucking podcast on a shitty Liam Neeson movie. Like, I don't know, bro. He's there's no aphasia. way he's doing this. <laughs> uh, get well soon, Bruce Willis. No, yeah. Good. Hope to see you in films. Absolutely, yeah. You're... I, I, it'd be lying if I said you're one of my favorite actors, but Pulp Fiction's one of my favorite movies. You were fantastic in that. No, you he's know? got a very hope, iconic, cool, tough guy yeah, I, persona. I hope we get to see him movies again. He wrote the book on that type of person, on no, that type of character. No, he didn't. What? You don't think so? John Wayne did. Or like the Duke Brando or John something. John Wayne. Yeah, John Wayne. Yeah. John Wayne, not Brando. John Wayne is the correct answer. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Elvis was a hero to some, but he didn't mean shit to me, because that dude was flat out racist. Apparently, that's a motherfucking and John Wayne and black and proud. Say it, say it, motherfuck John Wayne. No, no, no. motherfuck him and oh. John Wayne. <laughs> I'm black him. and I'm proud. Motherfuck him and John Wayne. I'm black and I'm proud. Mm. That's public enemy number one right there, guys. <laughs> you know that song? Fight the power, public yeah, fight enemy. The pa- bro, what the <laughs> all right, fuck? All right, all right. Fight the power, what the fuck? <laughs> making sure. Yeah, yeah. Damn. I so, know my music. Yeah, so Bruce Willis, get back into acting. And let's talk about the Dolphins. We're, we're, we're running long right now, but my my eldest brother, Brian, told uh, told a friend of his that... Is a Dolphins fan, and he was like, "Oh, what are your brother? I know your brother's a Dolphins fan. What do you think about all the moves they're making?" He's like, "Well, actually, David has a podcast, and uh, he talks about the Dolphins in the beginning on most episodes, and I haven't been, and I didn't plan on doing it today because we had a bunch of other shit to talk about. But big the, news: the future lawyer of the Five Six Kings, when we inevitably start getting sued, is is listening to this right now, and I can't not talk Dolphins. So can't. yeah, uh, good off season so far." They, I like the moves. Teron Armstead, one of the best left tackles in football. Connor Williams, a good left guard. I think Mike McDaniel's is going to be a very good coach. The staff he assembled is excellent. They're punting on this year's draft, which I kind of respect. They traded a lot of the picks they have this year for Tyreek Hill. They just traded Devontae Parker, which I knew they were going to trade him this offseason. They traded him to the Patriots. They traded him in a fifth this year for a third next year. I feel like they could have waited and got a better value than that for him. But 
looking at the team, realistically, Devontae Parker would have been anywhere from the third wide receiver to the fifth or sixth wide receiver. Say it's Tyree Kills, number one, Jalen Waddle, and then Cedric Wilson, Lynn Bowden, Preston Williams, Trent Sherfield, River Craycraft. They, they have receivers who know the system. They have talented receivers. Devontae's good enough to where he would have made the team, but where the fuck's he fit in? Who knows? But I think the offense is going to be very exciting. They brought back everybody on defense. So what's the, what's the plan? Is the plan next year we have a good shot, or is it next year we develop certain things and we try to get more picks or something like that and do something the following year? I think they have a very good shot this upcoming season. Okay. They, they're built right now to, if Tua is a good starting quarterback in the NFL, mm-hmm. they're going to be one of the best teams in the AFC. Whew. Have a chance to go to the Super Bowl. And that's what I kind of like the way they did this. They've gone all in this year in a sense, but also next year they have two first-round picks, a second-round pick, two third-round picks. Ooh. So uh, this is Tua's year, which it kind of always was going to be. It was either going to be Tua's going to sink or swim this year, and then they have extra picks next year, and they're going to go get a quarterback if he's not. But I like – because, like, Brian Flores was a good coach. I don't think most of these moves would have happened. I think they would have kind of had the same same old shit on offense. And if Tua failed, there still would have been the question of, did they do everything they could to field the team around him? And the answer would have been no. But this and, time you think? Dude, they, they went out. Tyreek Hill's one of the... Isn't he like one of the fastest? He's the fastest. He's the most explosive player in the NFL. He's one of the... I'll be... I'll be reserved and say he's one of the five best receivers in the NFL. Teron Armstead, when healthy, is one of the best left tackles in the NFL. They're bringing back Jalen Waddle. They're bringing back Mike Gusecki. They got better in the run. They brought in Chase Edmonds and Raheem Mostert. I think they'll draft a running back with one of their picks. Like Fuck they're, yeah. They're getting better in the backfield. They This is legit. And like, this is what you should do when you have a quarterback on a rookie contract. The fact that it was like, let's draft O-linemen, let's draft wide receivers, and let them all develop together. Like, that's a shitty way to do it because by the time all of these players have developed and they are what they are. You're trading some of them. Some of them are getting injured. But, but like, you can't sign all of them to extensions. Like, you have a salary cap. Yeah. So if two is a franchise quarterback, great, you sign him to an extension, but... You can't pay him and all the they, other. They drafted Austin Jackson in the first round. They drafted Jalen Waddle in the first round. Like you can't pay him and Austin Jackson and Jalen Waddle. Yeah, and like so the team is kind of just mediocre with good players. But so they should have known right in the get go they're not going to be able to keep this whole team the entire time it, for them to develop to this point that they need to. And, and when you so like the way contracts work in the NFL, Tua is on a rookie contract where he's. Against the salary cap, it's like four, five, six million. Like, it's not for quarterbacks, that is not a lot. Mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson just signed a contract where he's making it's five years, 230 million. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> so that's what, what was that, 46 million a year? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's a huge difference. Yeah. When you have a quarterback on a rookie contract, and like, good teams do it. The fucking Seattle Seahawks did it, the, the fucking Chiefs were doing it. The uh, the Bills did it. 
like with Josh Allen, like that's you build, you get veterans around him, guys who have already developed and will help him develop. And then when if two is a franchise quarterback, when he's on his second contract, that's when like you don't resign Tyree Kill. You don't re-sign fucking Teron Armstead. Like, you let those guys go because the veteran quarterback should be able to elevate the rest of the players on the roster. Yeah. I, and not a bunch of rookies who are also developing, having to lean on Tua, who came in the league with a hip injury that should have ended his career. Yeah. And he has a shitty O-line around him. So you kind he kind of flop veterans. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that, that is how every team should build themselves. Hmm. And that's what good teams do. Like the Patriots, when Tom Brady was there, and like it's a different story in Tampa Bay right now because it's fucking like they have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and all these people. But like when Tom Brady was there, it was other than the year they went out and got Randy Moss, like it was, it was Wes Welker who's very good, but he he cost them a second round pick. It was Julian Edelman who was a late round draft pick. Danny Amendola who was a street free agent. Like Dion, Dion Branch, who was the veteran early in Brady's career, and then later on, like re-signed cheap contract. Like they had an elite quarterback, and they were like, "Great, he'll elevate the play of everybody else." Yeah, let's focus on defense. Let's build a strong defense. The offense will always be fine because we have Tom Brady. That that's how that's how a good NFL organization should work. Because you're trying to like balance yourself out. You can't have all of your Chips in one, yeah. in one pile, kind of thing. Because like, like dolphins were always under the salary cap, but it's because they had eight rookies starting. Yeah, they they, they have they had fucking like almost their entire roster was made up of guys on rookie contracts or like deals and free agency, and all, all that did like Tua late in the season. He's throwing it to fucking Isaiah Ford and Tommy Lee Lewis, like. He he's got he's got and I don't want to say nobody and shit on them and like Matt Collins I love Matt Collins, but he's a special teamer who occasionally can go out and play some offense, and I, I didn't like him leaving. But like I'll, I'll take I'll take Tyreek Hill and Cedric Wilson over Matt Collins any day. And yeah, that's kind of like for Tua's development, that's what he needs. Yeah, he needs talented people on offense, and like if Tua's not the guy. Next year, they have two first-round picks. They go get a quarterback, and they have another guy for the next five years on a cheap rookie deal. And I, I believe now with Mike McDaniel at coach, Chris Greer, Chris Greer's a good GM. People shit on Chris Greer. I like him. Like, he's very good at what he does. He drafts pretty well. Like last year's draft, he got three studs, and then Liam Eikenberg, Hunter Long, who might be okay. Chris Greer is very good at what he does, and I and I just think uh, I'm very excited for the future of this team. Cause that, and that's you either believe in Mike McDaniel or you don't for that route. But I I think he's a very good coach. I think he's very smart. I think he'll put the offense in a position to win. We have good coaches on defense already. Defense was good last year. We brought everybody back. I'd like to see them add add a linebacker either like. Alexander Johnson's still available. Dolphins have some cap space now. I'd like to see them go get him. Because they run the risk. Unless they're going to move up in the draft to get a linebacker, they run the risk. They don't have a first-round pick. They don't have a second-round pick. They have, a, I think, 102 is their first pick. 
which is deep. They run the risk yeah. of they run the risk of a decent linebacker not being there. So I'd like to see them go sign somebody. But I basically so you're saying like their offense is so strong now. The offense the offense is built around two of strengths. Mm-hmm. And I I think the offense can be very good this year. So now just try to find something to balance the defense out. Yeah, and, and the defense is good. Yeah. Defense is good. And, like, last year when they were playing with a lead, the defense was unstoppable. Mm. It, it's when the offense isn't really moving the ball and the, yeah. the other team's allowed to mix it up. When they play with a lead and the other <clears> team <throat> has to throw the ball, like Xavier Howard, Byron Jones, it's the best cornerback tandem in football. They have Javon Holland at safety, Brandon Jones, Jerome Baker can cover if he needs to. Uh, Eric Rowe's still on this fucking roster, and they can blitz and mix up fucking blitz packages and get after the quarterback. They're f- so fucking dangerous on defense if the offense is going to be able to run the ball and move the ball downfield and put points on the board. So it sounds like we have a, a pretty promising year ahead of us. Yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. And, the, and they did a smart thing. Like, I was excited at the time when they signed Jacoby Brissett last year. Mm-hmm. But, like, Tua went down because the offensive line sucked. And I don't think the offensive line will suck this year. So, hopefully, we get 17 games out of Tua. Yeah, because you said the left tackle, right? Yeah, they the went left, got left tackle, left guard. If Michael Dieter's healthy playing center or if they go get another center. Robert Hunt at right guard, like literally, and then let Austin Jackson, Robert Jones, and Liam Eikenberg battle it out for right tackle. Maybe bring in a veteran, like like there, they'll they'll be good on the offensive line. Fuck yeah! But like last year, Tua went down, and then Jacoby Brissett had to take over. Mm. Tua's six feet tall, like two hundred and ten pounds. Jacoby Brissett is six five, two forty. Not as mobile, not as accurate. They had to completely switch the offense because they were like, well, fuck, Jacoby's in now. Jacoby can't run the RPO and all this shit. We got we to change everything. Mm. This year they signed Teddy Bridgewater, who is very similar to Tua. So if, if Tua were to go down, I think they'll still win games with Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback. Do you usually try and get your backup quarterback to be very similar to your starting quarterback? Because the way you're saying a lot of the offenses ran around – your starting quarterback? Not always, but to a degree, like it, there's differing things. You definitely, when you have a young quarterback, you want some sort of veteran who isn't going to like the issue with Ryan Fitzpatrick being there with Tua was it was Ryan Fitzpatrick's team and they were winning. Mm-hmm. And then they sat Ryan Fitzpatrick and put Tua in when the team was playing well with Fitzpatrick. So Ryan Fitzpatrick was like, I, I thought this was my team. Uh, my my heart hurts. And then the rest of the locker room was like, man, it's fucked up. They did that to Fitz. Like, like, <laughs> like the guy's all sad now. We love that guy. That's, that's hilarious. Yeah. So, like, to a degree, but also, like, look out in San Francisco. They have Jimmy Garoppolo. They went out and drafted Trey Lance. They're completely different quarterbacks. But... Do teams ever try to do that to, like, throw off the defense? Like, change up their offense by changing their quarterbacks? Like, is there any, like, teams that ever not, do that as, like, a tactic where they're constantly changing their quarterbacks out? Not in the NFL. Okay. There's a, so there's, like, Taysom Hill who, in New Orleans, they have packages for him. He's super okay. athletic. 
there is like Marcus Mariota mm-hmm. when he was back. I don't know that they did it too much in. That was at like Oregon in right? Vegas. So I'm talking. I'm talking NFL still. Oh, okay, okay. Like, like there's teams that will have packages for a certain quarterback where he'll go in for a play. Yeah, and it's like we want to roll him out, and but we'll, isn't that like we'll, somewhat more we'll, predictable? We'll roll him out, and he'll run it four times and then the fifth time we do it we'll roll him out and he'll throw it back to his left and we'll get a big play out of it uh, like, okay, I get what you're like there, there's teams that do shit like that not that much in, in college it's all the time yeah okay. not all the time like but it's more frequent for yeah, sure good really good teams don't really do it yeah. you, don't, you don't see like alabama switching out their quarterbacks constantly yeah but like a team like a fucking michigan might do it or the gators did it with tebow and chris mm. leak like they'd have different different times yeah i'm sure there's a bunch of pros and cons for it too yeah not not in the nfl the nfl you want a quarterback who's the leader of the team yeah yeah but guys there we go that's that's our dolphin segment fins up fuck yeah let's let's stay healthy and let's make a fucking run this year let's get into the playoffs and then be like brian who when people ask about Flores, like oh we don't try to win because we we just won the afc championship and we're going to the fucking super bowl well, you heard it first. There we go. Let's, uh, let's take a quick break. Yeah. And then when we come back, we're, we're going to talk about this movie. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk about Liam Neeson and The Grey. So stick around, guys. And we're back. Hey. And we were going to talk about The Grey with Liam Neeson, but then Braden <laughs> dropped kind of a bombshell on me. He, uh, So I'm, I'm going to give a quick backstory. Yeah. He, like, a month ago told me some story about, like, some some drifter girl who slept on his couch. Uh, she was weird. She, some weird. she asked him to stop playing video games because the clicking made her uncomfortable. That that was, like, the most interesting part of the story when he told me it. And I was like, I mean, you, you kind of you dropped the ball with you, you had this drifter come stay at your house. And, like, that's the most weird thing that happened. And then Braden just dropped a bomb on me. That's not close to the most weird thing that happened. And then a month later, he just casually says it. And I was like, excuse me? What's so funny, because it's probably going to be re- really weird for like 99% of you, but it it might just be casual for like... It's going to be one person who's like, <laughs> it's, it's nothing. What, what are you talk- so what I'm talking about is what, <laughs> for the casuals out there, is what is known as Eurotherapy. Now, people... Apparently, just just say what she did. We we don't need the backstory on why she did it. What she did, she uh she drank her piss in my home, and bro, like the girl was a sweet girl. Like so, I'm not just, stop 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 because like that's we're, we're not we're not hedging our bets here. Like she's watching and she's like, man, Brayden didn't like that I did that. <laughs> like fuck that. She you. he gave her a glass of water. Yeah. So we which, which she then went into the bathroom, dumped out the water. Filled it with her piss. Her piss was clear. She's very hydrated. Yep. And then proceeded to just, like, casually drink it out of Braden's fucking glass. Yeah, out of one of the cups at my home. And uh, just and just casually drank it right in front of me. And I had no idea for the majority of that time until we were just talking. Like, we were, you know, the entire time she was here. We were just talking about, like, a bunch of random things. And she's very passionate about... A bunch of random things 
that most people probably would never hear. I didn't want to say holistic because I don't want to say like fucking drinking your pee is holistic. But like she she tries to do a lot of things that are apparently holistic, natural, this and that. And there's a literal trend going on right now about drinking your piss and that it's very healthy for you. And that basically what they're trying to say is that your body isn't pissing away uh, waste. So, so, so dude, dude. Not like, go into it. Like, like you're sitting on a gold mine of a story, and instead of telling the story, you're just like giving, you're giving what to, she said the medical benefits are. Like, well, yeah, I'm trying to give like a dude. I don't fuck that. The fucking arrogance to come into someone's. I was going to get into all this. Like, yeah, but you're 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 just pussyfooting around it, dude. Like, yeah, let's yeah. just get to it. For sure. So so it's absolutely mind boggling that someone thinks that they can have the the right to and the audacity just to drink their own piss in front of people when they give them a place to stay and they ha- they give them a cup to drink out of they give them kang water this is a nor- normal water i drink out of a five thousand dollar water i'm not kidding it's a five thousand dollar water machine it is literally medical grade water it's the best of the best water she dumped it out and put a piss in it and started drinking it in front of me he's not joking i had a glass of the water and i was like this is really good like this filter system all that stuff like like thinking like oh maybe i'll get one and i was asking questions about it. he's like yeah and it's like this he's like and it's five thousand dollars i was like what <laughs> he's like yeah it's five thousand it hooks up to the thing i was like right, well i'm out i'm not spending five thousand dollars on a water filter yeah and then it transforms the little optimus prime it fucks you and then you yeah. know, dumps some water in your mouth <laughs> yeah maybe i'd maybe i'd buy that <laughs> no but it, it was it was ridiculous. The it, fuck, and, and here's the thing: if you have to do that, if you in your mind are like, "I have, I can't let this piss go to waste," I have you chug it in the bathroom. Exactly. You chug it in the bathroom, and, the, the, it, and the then main, you come out and you're like, "Oh, where do I, I'm done with this glass. Where do I put it?" So David's got a good point. I shouldn't have started with going over all the fucking what yeah, she fuck believes. All that. Yeah, fuck all that. But but in in regard, this is the point of the reason why I was even trying to bring it up was to say what she thought, what people thought, just to, for me to be like. That doesn't fucking make a difference. It, if someone said you're going to be able to get all of the leftover nutrients in your fucking shit and you should go two girls, one cup it right now, that doesn't mean that you have the right to go into someone <laughs> random home, shit on their floor, and just start eating it and be like, well. Nah, she, she does it in like a bowl. You gave her like a bowl of cereal. Yeah, I gave her a bowl of cereal. She dumps the cereal and flushes it and then shits in a bowl and just comes out with a spoon. She's like. Well, Google said that there's a lot of nutrients in this. <laughs> you know, your body just can't absorb all the nutrients in, in one go. So you yeah. gotta, just got to go it through is, it again. It is fucking insane. I loved this girl based off of the first story that he <laughs> told me when he left this part out. I fucking hate her now. Because she was just weird and kind of like, hey, will you not play video games? You got all those clicking and it kind of gives me anxiety. And Brid's like... I mean, you sleep up in the bedroom. Like, and let me, like why, why are you coming in and being weird? And I'm not trying to, like, get too deep. Like, everyone's got trauma. Everyone goes through things. And everyone deals with it differently. But that doesn't make it right for you to think that you have the right to go into someone's home and do something that is not that is not accepted on a wide-spectrum scale. So, like, you know, you have the awareness prior to your trauma, prior to you converting to drinking your own piss that this isn't the norm not everyone is drinking their own piss so if you really feel that you have to drink your piss one like maybe do what david said go and sneak it but like for god bit like one just don't do it but if anything maybe ask maybe maybe some way in some shape or form ask but even then i probably wouldn't no. but she because it's not i'm not gonna say yes it's not so it's, it's just awkward and, and it's not you and i have known each other for over 20 years and I'm like, hey, man, I've been doing this thing. Do you care if I, like, I have a bottle and I kind of just sip my pee? 
Like, you say no to that, but I would feel comfortable asking you that question. I feel uncomfortable doing it. Oh, but I But I feel like I could ask you that, and you'd be like, you know, I'd really rather you didn't have a bottle of your piss in my living room, if we're being honest. She was a stranger, and you... It's fucking bizarre. She was, like, sleeping in her car... In like outside Brayden's fucking in the my townhouse spot, yeah. here, and Brayden's like, "Oh, you can't park in that spot." He's like, "What are you doing here?" By the way, she's like, it's, "I'm I'm just traveling." <laughs> she was traveling. Oh my god, she was driving from like Jacksonville to Miami, and she's like, "I just don't think I can make the full trip." For those of you guys who are familiar with Florida, that's five hours. No, no, it was less. It was from Orlando. <laughs> it was Orlando. It was two hours. It was a two-hour <laughs> drive. Or well, if you're going it's, to Miami, it's, 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 like, a, it's like, three, three and a half. Yeah, she was at two-hour mark. Because that's where I'm, how far I am from Universal, and she was like, I just can't do so, it. So I can't but make the, it. And like, no, I'm not trying to, you know, offend her, even though she's not watching or anything. But like, the reason why you couldn't make I it, I hope was, she is. <laughs> the reason why you couldn't make it is because you're not eating enough, and you're not drinking enough water, and you're not eating <laughs> enough food. Because she's also, I'm not trying to also shit on vegans or anything, but like, dude, you're probably low on iron. Yeah, you shit on low, vegans. Low, low on energy, like literally, because you're not getting enough nutrients because you haven't ever ate a juicy fucking steak. So dude. anyone out there, if you're low on energy. I fucking listen to me. Go eat a steak, put some real salt on it, and in a minute you're gonna Boom. feel amazing. Dude, my iron, I feel like it's at an uncomfortably high level. When they do the thing where they test it and they, and they drop it in the water and it's supposed to spread out, mine is like a rock. It sinks <laughs> to the bottom and they're like, oof. I'm like, yeah. This is fucking. They're like, high on iron, huh? I'm like, oh yeah. And they're like, all right. I'm sure, though, there's something else. That you would just have to consume. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's potassium or some fucking bullshit that would just help. I, I don't know. Like, if, is it really that possible you can like ingest just like too much like too much iron? Well, just I'm sure food in general that's going to give you too much iron. Maybe like a supplement. Maybe I'm you're sure. taking like a supplement or something. So I don't do that, and they're like, "That's unhealthy." You need to check on that. They're like, "All right, your iron's obviously oh, nice. fine." Yeah, okay, yeah. Cool. I, thought, like, I thought you were going to be they're like, like, <laughs> they're like your, "Your blood was a fucking rock." Obviously, you're getting enough iron. Keep it up, bud. Yeah. You're calcifying. Like, they're like, "You got a bunch of other shit that's not healthy." Like, let's talk about that. But the iron, spot on, spot on. Whatever meat you're eating, David, yeah, keep it up. Yeah. Uh, fuck, no, yeah. Fuck this girl. Yeah. Fuck this girl. <laughs> We're we're fifty minutes in and we need to start talking about this movie. Yeah, but Braden just casually said that to me, and I was like, "Come on, dude!" It, it's just I was like, "Come on, that's fucking nuts." And like, I was sitting there mind blown that this girl had the audacity because very sweet girl, you know, and you could tell that like she's different. You know, like she believes in things and talks and acts and expresses in ways. I mean, that that's, that's kind of judgmental, dude. Yeah, you're she's right. different. Yeah, you're right. You think drinking your piss is different? I, I'm sorry, think, David. I'm just so. You think having to go sleep at a stranger's house on your way from Orlando to Miami is different? You think then refusing the bed that you're offered and sleeping on the couch and complaining to the person <laughs> who lives in that house about their sleeping conditions is different? Fuck this person, David. You're right. I haven't met her, and I hate her. All the other stuff, I was like, I kind of respect, like, that level of rudeness to be like, hey, man, like, I know you offered me that bedroom, and I said, no, I'll sleep on the couch, but you're being real annoying with your video games to click in. I, I, I can't. I won't stand for it. You need to stop. I kind of respect it, it, that nonsense. She, she's one of those people that is You just... lost me at the piss, and now all of that other stuff is weird to me. <laughs> yes, dude, that's what I'm saying, bro. It's one of those people that, that thinks that... 
when they're expressing so freely, it's one of those very hippie free people that their decisions that they make in life have no consequence or any rationality or awareness to them. And that's what kind of really pisses me off is that these, a lot of these type of people, they, they just think that living so free, expressing so free comes with, with nothing. There's no weight to anything at all. There's no judgment. There's nothing. And then there's always going to be consequences about that. Like I just, the way that they, one, just show their body on like the internet and I'm not getting it. This is such a weird thing. No, I'm just, I literally, bro, I, uh, I follow her on Instagram and like, she just made like, she was sharing a video and her, she was like at some thing like in public and her tits were just like completely out. And I'm not against like, you know, free the tits. I'm, I'm all for that. No, no, no. But that's not my point. It's like, there was, there was, even, there was even other things that was she shows of, her tits and it offends you. You touch me too much and it offends me. All right. <laughs> No, it's not about that. It's about you don't understand what other people could be thinking. Like, dude, there's perverts out there. This is like, it's just like there's no daunting thought about reality. No, but my point is you're not rationalizing reality. Obviously, if you're going to go in some random person's home and drink their piss, if you're going to go in a public place and just be naked, you're going to go and do like. Here's where it's weird. Free the tits. No, where was was she? Was she at fucking Publix or was she at like a music festival? No, she wasn't at a music festival. I don't know where she was. She was just there was a bunch of people. It was almost like a farmers market kind of thing, bro. Where it was like that is what it kind of seemed like. It was just it's, I'm, I'm, pull, I'm pull, not against pull, pull up the picture and don't don't show the camera, obviously, because we'll you know we'll, we'll protect. I didn't know you. Well, it was a I also I also didn't know you followed her on Instagram. That's, well, this is the it's not like that's uh, that's fucking interesting. That I, was, I, I assumed she was a stranger and she left you as a stranger. So in the and then they're in somebody's backyard. Oh yeah, they're they're she's they're in fucking Brayden's crazy. I didn't see the house. The, yeah, they're they're they're, 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 big, they're in someone's big. backyard. They don't care that her tits are out. It's like her friends. Brayden's Brayden's picking they're a weird a hill. Bunch, I saw a bunch of Brayden is picking a weird hill to die on here. No, she came into your home and drank her piss. It's not about the tits. That it's, is where that not, is where she was. It's weird. not about the tits. It's about the fact that that these type of people they 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 live and die by this free expression and they think that that there's never any consequences that come with any of the decisions that they make because they don't rationalize reality and that's my whole point they don't have an awareness for the way that i'm gonna judge you drinking your fucking piss out of my cup in my home in front of my fucking face they don't have that awareness is my point yeah that part for sure (laughs) i'm okay with all that other shit All the she's at her friend's house. They're a, a bunch of them are shirtless. They're like doing gardening shit. It looked cool. It looked like a scene where I'd be like, ah, I might go hang out at that house today. That sounds fun. I I, I thought I saw it differently. Yeah. Maybe I'll drink my own piss in the proper setting. I bet you they all do it. It'd be great if like a couple months from now we find out how healthy it is drinking your piss and how nutritious. So I, it might be. It might be the most healthy thing in the world. People think that. It's still weird that no, it's yeah. it's, un, it's it's not weird. It's unacceptable. Yeah, that she dumped out the glass of water you gave her, replaced the glass with her piss, and drank it in front of you like that was okay. Yeah, and it wasn't until it wasn't until we were sitting down, made conversation where she brought up Eurotherapy and started and the, explaining the to us. She, yeah, the fact that she drew attention to it, and then and then my Nuts. mom was like, "Oh, I've heard of that before." And then I was like, "Oh, what's that?" And then she was like, "Yo, I'm drinking my piss right now." I'm like. <gasps> It's like it's like you, you should have just pointed the door. It's like my soul left my body. You should just like get get the fuck out. I got turned pale white. Yeah. You <laughs> should have said get the fuck out of my house right now. 
Yeah. Uh, basically right. started looking like the fucking Liam ne- Neeson. Nelson. Neeson. Are Neeson? you fucking kidding me? Liam Neeson. Are you fucking kidding? You don't know his name? Liam Neeson. How did you, how did you fuck that up right there? It's, it's, I look like Liam Neeson from the fucking gray. That's what I looked like when she said. Great segue. Let's jump into that movie. How yeah. did you not know his fucking name? Start pulling the stuff up. Where's the charger? I'm gonna, we're going to keep this rolling. I'm going to plug the, that phone in. Oh, yeah. Thank you. I almost forgot about that. It's right here. Right off to the side. Oh, oh. oh, shit. Five, six kings. But yeah, guys, if you guys ever have a, you know, some stranger in your house drinking piss, you know, just, uh, just, just roll with it. It'll be a good story to tell one day. I'm sure. Look good. Nice. Oh, yeah. That's nice. It's too close, David. They're not going to get the full... They're not going to get... Nice. Nice. I hope that was good for you guys. But yeah, we did... Uh, bless you. Thank you. All right. The Gray with Liam Neeson. Let's talk money. <laughs> yeah. The budget... The budget can't have been crazy high. I'm going to guess $25 million. It's, uh, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Dude. Is it 25 million? It's 25 million. Guy, two on, weeks in a row. 25 million on the dot. Two weeks in a row. <laughs> Who's got fuck? a better hot streak than me, guys? <laughs> fucking nobody. That's crazy. They made, uh, I hope under 100. I'm, I'm gonna guess like 90. A little bit lower. A little bit lower. 85? Like 79. 79? Almost 80. Yeah, which, like, good for them. Yeah. And it, and it had mixed reviews when it first came out because they were they had a hard time finding a way to market this film. And if you've seen it... And they, they, they missed the mark on how they marketed it. Yeah? What do you... What? I thought this was just Liam Neeson alone with wolves. Everybody that I told we were doing this movie this week thought this movie was Liam Neeson alone with wolves. That is not the case even a little bit. Like he's just running the pack and fucking wolves. And that, shit. That, that's, it was like he's just alone in the wilderness the whole movie and he's like fighting wolves by himself. Oh. <laughs> it's it's him and like six other people survive a plane crash. Yeah. And it's the wolves are wolves are a very big part of this movie. But it, it's like it's it's him and other people. There's dialogue. Like when Braden said we we're gonna do this movie, I was like, the fuck are we gonna like, are there words in this movie? Because it's Liam Neeson alone with wolves. And Braden had to be like, no, there's other people. Yeah, so this, he, he's, like, he's like, there's other people. The whole movie, there's other people. And I was like, all right, great. Yeah, they they had a tough time marketing this because essentially this is a very deep, dark kind of film that goes over like what the kind of like what the meaning of life is and like how to deal with depression and all this different do, kind of stuff. Do you know who they wanted to play Liam Neeson? No. And this would have been like an Academy Award nominated movie. Matt Damon. No. No. Bradley Cooper. Oh. And this would have gone Ooh. this would have gone from oh that Liam Neeson Ooh. fucking wolf movie to oh that badass wilderness movie with Bradley Cooper that won all those Oscars. Dude, like since you say that, he seems like one of the only other actors I could see that would fit this. This movie, movie would have been so different. It would have been so much more critical. It would have been like the Five Six Kings. It would have been critically acclaimed, bro. And, like, and Bradley Cooper would have won. Bradley an Oscar. Cooper, like when he was in um, A Star Is Born with a thick beard and everything, looking yeah. like, oh, yeah, he would have killed it. Bradley Cooper would have won an Oscar for this movie. Yeah, it's like when fucking Leonardo DiCaprio did The Revenant. 
Man. It, it would have been it would have been like that. Kind of wish he was still in it, even if he wasn't Liam's character. Yeah, no other character they he could have played. You're right. Yeah, but I just wish he still was. Of course, I'm fucking right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I just wish, <laughs> I just wish he was still in the movie. Like now that you say it, I'm like, fuck. That was yeah. what this movie was missing. Yeah, it was Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper would have been great. Yeah, but they um and like Liam Neeson's a badass because it's Liam Neeson, but. Oh, I, I don't think anyone's going to mistake him for a great actor. Well, I think one thing that Liam he, he's did... Not, he's not a bad actor by any means, but, like, there's been zero Liam Neeson movies where I've watched and I've been like, oh, my God, he's an amazing actor. Yeah. Yeah, I think one thing that... I, like, there there wasn't as... I don't know. Like, I think he did gr- a great job, but there was something... Like, a lot of part... A lot of about his character, his role in the movie doesn't give as much i don't know like it's it's hard to explain i'm kind of doing a bad job right now it's like subtle is more like all, his his acting is really good because it's like subtle is more he's showing less but it's showing more like the like a lot of the, the but, but, but there's also plenty of times where he shows less and it's it's absolutely work. showing less yeah but like I, i'm kind of getting more to the way it's written it doesn't seem like it gives as much for liam to this movie was written and shot very poorly, I thought. You think? Yeah. I think in certain ways it sh- it could have given more for sure. But I think what they did was good, but I felt like they could have done more. Yeah. What's uh what are the reviews that makes sense? Yeah, let's get to the let's get to the fucking reviews, huh? Alright, so IMDB give it a six point eight out of ten. Rotten Tomatoes, give it a seventy nine percent. TV Guide give it a sixty four percent, and Google users give it an eighty three percent. What'd you give it? I give it a seven point seven. High for you, huh? I give this movie a five, and I want to give it so much lower. Yeah, but like it's fine. At times, it's fine. This movie pissed me off in a way that. Really? I, I don't think another movie ever has. We'll get into it. Yeah. We'll get into it. But, like, fuck this movie. Really? Fuck this movie. Don't watch this movie. Oh, watch this movie. Dude, fuck guys. this movie. Don't watch this movie. Go on with your life. We're going to be split on two different spectrums throughout this podcast today. Yeah. Let's uh, let's I'm, talk let's talk awards. All right. I'm not, like, crazy in love with it, but I definitely think it's, it's worth watching. Um, so it's got two wins, eight nominations. So I'll just read through them. So they were nominated for uh, the Saturn Award at the Academy of Science Fiction, Fantasy, and Horror Films for Best Horror Thriller Film. Uh, They were nominated uh, for Best Film at the Dublin Film Critics Circle Awards. They won the Chainsaw Award for Best Actor at the Fangoria Chainsaw Awards, Liam Neeson. And they were nominated for the Chainsaw Award for Best Wide Release Film, Best Supporting Actor, Frank Grillo, and Best Score, Mark Streitenfeld. They uh, were nominated for the Golden Schmo Awards. Which one's Frank Rowe? Frank Rowe. Yeah. He's the one I, that... I yeah. thought he was the best actor in this movie. Oh, he did great. Yeah. I, I, I think, thought he did great. I, I thought by far he did the best job out of anyone in this movie. I would say some of the other actors did really good too, but they had smaller roles. Um, so sure. it's kind of... Yeah. yeah this, this movie's well acted. It, it's... I, 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 will, I will give them that for sure. I would say there's... Yeah. Like, I think there could be more to the story... But I thought a lot of the aspects of the filmmaking and the acting was done pretty well. 
Um, but I think the writing could have been better. I think the story could have been better. Um, but they were nominated for the uh, Golden Schmo Awards for Most Underrated Movie of the Year, Biggest Surprise of the Year, and Best Actor of the Year. And then they won the Golden Trailer Award for Best Thriller um, at the Golden Trailer Awards. So good for them. There we go. Yeah. Good for them. Let's jump into this fucking movie or what? Yeah, let's fucking let's dive. So we open. There's a shot of the Alaskan wilderness and we hear some wolves howling. And then Liam Neeson starts narrating it. And let me say really quick, too. I've been in, like, northern states where I've camped in the national parks. And that's that – it, it's one of the most eerie feelings being in literal pitch black darkness and hearing a pack of wolves. Yeah, hearing wolves, hearing coyotes. Like, you're just like, oh, shit, there's a bunch of those things. One time, me What's and Chris happen? were parked in Yellowstone, and we were parked in one of the random spots, and we just cooked, like, a couple hours before, and there was no one for miles around us. And we kept hearing this pack of wolves getting closer to us for over probably an hour, to the point to where they were probably 100 feet from us, and we drove off. We are like, oh, boy, there's no way. <laughs> and I actually went, and then another time when I was at... um. When I was at uh, the Great Sand Dunes in Colorado, we got there at 1 a.m. and we slept in the parking lot in my car. And the last thing I did was pour out a drink of water. Um, and I opened the car door to, to like pour it out. And there was a wolf, less than literally less than 10 feet. It was at the edge of where the light from my car went out to. And I was staring directly into its face. And it was turned to me. And its neck was as fucking thick as its back. It was the it was so I, – I, I've never been so scared in my life. I immediately shut the door. Wolves are scary as fuck. Absolutely. And now we can dive deep into this. And I, I, I said it's, it's the Alaskan wilderness. They shot this all in British Columbia. Yep. Uh, it's beautiful. Beautiful, though, yeah. So Liam Neeson's narrating it. He's saying he's a salaried killer for a big petroleum company, mm-hmm. uh, which it's, it's wolves that he kills. Yeah. He, kill, like, he protects people. He, he protects people. the guys that are out there drilling and shit. He's not killing humans, says in a Hitman movie. Um, and he's like, I'm surrounded by pieces of shit because I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> he's, he's like, I work with criminals and stuff, but it's what I deserve because I'm, I'm a piece of shit. Yeah. There's guy. He's in like a pool hall. They're at like a base camp before they go out to their jobs. And there's like a pool hall and a bar and there's guys fighting. And the music goes silent and we just see Liam Neeson. He's having a flashback and he's taking shots. He's in bed with, we never, they never say it's his wife, but it's his wife. Her, she's credited as whatever, same last name as him. Yeah. Um, and like, he's having a flashback with him and then we see him writing a letter to her about how she left and I don't know why I'm writing this cause I'll never get you back. You were the love of my life. You left me. I'll never get you back. You're gone forever. And a big part that you feel during this is that he's just kind of numb. He's like depressed and numb because he's not even reacting to all this craziness that's happening directly behind him. Yeah. He yeah. like it's silent like it's in his own world yeah. while guys are there's a brawl going on like a literal 10 feet brawl. behind him. Yeah. Uh, it's his fault she's gone and he stopped doing this world any real good since she left. And then we hear a poem once more into the fray. Or, into the fray I go, into the, the last, last good fight, fight I'll, I'll ever know. know. And then we see him kneeling out in the snow, sticking his rifle like the, the end in his mouth, like he's gonna blow his fucking head off. And then we hear wolves start howling, and he stops. 
And then he says, live and die on this day. Live and, and die, die on, on this, this day. day. One thing I did like about Liam's acting is that the look on his face when he was about to fucking blow his head off. Looked like someone was about to blow his fucking head off. And he was looking outward. Like he was really contemplating what was going through his mind, like through his character's mind. Instead of just being like like trying to embrace the impact or some shit. Like he was, I just, I don't know. I really liked it. Um, We're now boarding a plane. Liam Neeson's sitting down and this dude comes in and he's like, he he gets snow all over Liam Neeson from his jacket. He's like, oh shit, sorry dude, sorry, I'm so fucking sorry. And then he goes and he sits down to Liam Neeson and he just doesn't shut the fuck up. He's like, uh, fucking, he's like, oh man. (laughs) He's like, my nuts are so cold. Got a few different girls out there and I got a kid with one of them and I was like, you know, like, we both fucked, so it only makes sense that I'll split the kid with you. Like, like shit. Like he's just, just nonstop talking shit, and he's like, "You're the dude who kills all them wolves, huh?" We saw Liam Neeson kill a wolf earlier. By the way, he was on like rifle it as it so was. So this wolf was just fuck. about to take this guy out at the petroleum fucking place, and he just sniped him and killed this fucking wolf. So and then this dude's like, "Yeah, you're the killer. You ever cool, kill anything cool like a Kodiak or something?" You know, I saw that documentary about that fag who wanted to be around all the bears and shit. Like, fuck that guy. I assume he's talking about Grizzly Man. Yeah, I, I yeah. To my knowledge, there isn't another documentary about some fag who wants to be around all the bears and shit. No, yeah, I think you're right. So Grizzly Man and Liam Neeson goes, "Hey man, you know, I don't really want to talk. You might, yeah, like, you, you mind if we just, you know." You just do the flight. This I'm guy up, gets a I'm fucking. My head back. He gets offended and gets up out of his seat to go sit somewhere else. Great. <laughs> so we see they kind of scan the plane and we see some people who work there, and this crew was consisted of the richest man from Karth in Game of Thrones. Mm, yep. The big black dude yep. who steals Daenerys dragons. Uh huh. The guy who owns the diner in Shameless, and he was going to get married to Fiona, but he was a heroin addict and he was shooting heroin again. Yeah. That guy. Uh, Joey Giardello from the movie The Hurricane. Mm. With, good movie. You ever seen it? Denzel Washington? Yeah. Plays Ruben Hurricane yeah, Carter. Mm-hmm. And the artist from season five of Billions, the guy who, uh, spoiler, uh, like fast forward, hit the hit the 30 second thing if you're watching Billions and you aren't on the season with that guy who's the artist. Uh, he's, he's doing, it's called Implosion. He does all the crazy art and he's fucking Chuck Rhodes' ex-wife. Nice. Yeah. Um, they're all joking around and being loud and shit. Liam Neeson's sleeping. They hit some serious turbulence. The loud dude from earlier tells everyone, like, when they hit the turbulence, like, it's it's aggressive and everyone shuts the fuck up and they're like, oh, shit. Yeah, it's funny how all these yeah. guys were talking all this shit, these big macho men kind of guys just pipe down very yeah. quickly. Well, they the hit loud, a little bit turbulence. The loud dude from earlier tells everyone, he's like, don't put your head between your legs uh, if, we, if we crash because... I watched the Discovery Channel, and some fucking retards did that, and their spine went through their head. That's what it says on the pamphlets. Yeah. If you ever go on any airplane. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that he's right. Oh, oh, in, in that essence. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. them all getting killed because of that. I don't know if he's right. Yeah, either, I, I feel I feel like the plane, they, they know what they're talking about. Not, yeah. Not this guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and they're all, but they're all pissed that he said it. They're all like, yeah. shut the fuck up, man. Because they're all scared that they're probably going to go down. Yeah. Turbulence keeps going, and then later it's that kind of just cuts, 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 cuts. Because later it's very calm on the plane. Yeah, but there's a radar, like a screen in the front with a radar that the whole plane can see for some reason. I've never seen a plane. I didn't with this. see that. Yeah, it's on the front, and you see a big ass storm. 
my and God. I don't get like why would you have that out there in the main cabin for everyone to see and be like oh last well, no, that's no good like, and like couldn't you fly over it we? like I don't I'm not a fucking pilot I don't, but like why, why have that out there yeah why, why have that why, be why, yeah why even let visible it, for yeah. people uh, Liam Neeson is asleep and dreaming about being in bed with his wife. And then they hit some serious turbulence, and it was a cool little shot here. When they hit the turbulence, he, like, flies out of the bed in his dream. Yeah, they did a really good... Honestly, it scared the fuck out of me. I <laughs> I dreamt last night that I hit turbulence in a plane, and I really? shook him, I swear to God. And wow. I, like, shook him, woke wow, up, that, and I was like, whoa. That's not coincidence. <laughs> that's, that's the impression that this movie gave you. Yeah, it's fucking Liam Neeson. Well, they did do a good job filmmaking all this right here, I would say. Yeah, they, they hit the turbulence, and then, then, like, we see there's clearly a hole in the plane somewhere. We see snow flying in. It's windy. Well, Bodies are flying. So what what Liam does, though, I really like this. Once when they get to a point of turbulence that Liam knows shit's about to go down, he la- he has the whole road to himself now. So he lays down, and he puts all the seat buckles around him and straps himself down to, like, three chairs. And then the side of the plane, it's almost like the, the plane, I think what ends up happening is it goes into like a, like not just like a free fall, but it's like spinning to where the plane I think cracks in half because even when they land or even when they end up crashing, so from Leon's uh, point of, point of view, right behind his head, that part of the plane is just like broken off. So you don't know if that's just a hole in the plane or if the plane like split in two because once when they crash, we see that the plane was broken it's, into it's, two, it's, two yeah, pieces it's, it's well a bunch of pieces but there's two like main broken in half pieces yeah. so that's what my, i thought is like maybe they start spinning and the and then the plane literally split in half as they're still coming down yeah but he strapped himself in put his oxygen mask on yeah it seemed very realistic so fucking uh, good job filmmaking yeah. they uh they crash and liam neeson is imagining being under like him and his wife they're like in bed under the sheets and this was a nice little because it's all white under the sheets, and then he comes to, and it's all white, and he's like buried under snow and has to pull himself up. Yeah, it's a good transition for sure. Like that was a smart way to for them to do that. Yes. Liam Neeson's like, oh shit, and he's looking around and sees smoke over the hill, goes over there and sees the crash site. It's a fucking blizzard. Yeah, it's it's, it's a, a fucking nightmare. it's a full blizzard. Like he can barely see shit, and dude, it's worst case scenario if you just crashed. Anywhere. And it wasn't in the ocean. Yeah. I think the ocean would be worse. Or like a volcano. Okay. Volcano. <laughs> yeah. Ocean volcano would be worse. Other than that, this is worse case yeah, scenario. Yeah. For sure. And, and he, f- he finds the crash site and the, the loud dude from earlier is screaming. He's under some shit. He's freaking out. Liam goes and helps him. Yeah. Uh, His legs fucked up. Yeah. The, guy, shit. the guy from Hurricane is on the ground. He's talking nonsense. He's like, I just got to make a quick call to Vanessa. Uh, like what? What are you talking about? Like, no, no, Liam Neeson doesn't like play along with him. He's like, we just crashed. You're gonna fucking die. Yeah, the guy's in shock, and Liam Liam's like, the plane's everywhere, man. Like, he's like, I need help finding survivors. Vanessa isn't here. You're not calling Vanessa. Let's go. And he's like, all right. (laughs) Well, the guy starts profusively crying too, and it just, I I did like the acting even from that guy because it. Like I think he was one of the guys that were that was bar fighting. I think I think he was the guy that picked up the dude I, from behind. I believe you. I, yeah, I, I didn't pay attention there. But but it's yeah. funny because a, a really who. good thing that this movie does is show how sensitive even like these big strong macho men are. Like something catac- you know cataclysmic, traumatic happens, and 
they did a good job at showing like the way these people would react in a realistic manner. For sure. Yeah. For sure. And, and like I said, the acting's very good. No, yeah. yeah. I, I like the acting. These guys these guys nailed it. Yeah, yeah. We go and I'm, I there, there's someone that I forgot to mention was part of the team. We'll get there in a second. We go in, he's on the plane now, and the artist, the guy from Karth and Shameless, they're all inside and alive. And then the guy, so the guy from The Departed, who is at the end of The Departed, and fast forward a little bit, he's the guy, he's a detective the whole time, and then at the end we find out he kills Leonardo DiCaprio, and then kills Anthony Anderson, and we find out like he was working for Frank Costello too. He's like, Matt Damon, it's you and me now. We gotta look out for each other, all right? You understand? Matt Damon's like, yeah, and then Matt Damon just fucking caps him. He's like, this guy's dead weight. This guy means nothing to me. Yeah. <laughs> all that is is another person that yeah. has to be on the same page as me. No loose ends. Yeah. That guy. Mm-hmm. He's here, and he's bleeding out. And he's like, someone needs to help me. Someone needs to help me. And Liam Neeson calms him down by saying, you're gonna die. That's what's happening right now. And he's just like, what? He's like, no, don't fucking say that, man. He's like, hey, calm down, calm down. You're going to die, but it's okay. Just keep looking at me. He's like, it'll start to feel nice and warm. It'll, it'll drift over you. And he starts to freak yeah. out for a second. He's like, hey, it's all right. It's all right. Hey, hey, hey. Who who do you love? No, man. No, no, no. Who do you love? No, he comes down here. He's like, who, no, no, yeah, who yeah, do yeah, you love? And he goes, my, my girl Rosie. He goes, your girl, is that your daughter? He's like, yeah, it's my daughter. He's like, she's, she's six years old. He's like, good, good thing. Think about her. Let her take you there. Think about her. Let her take you there. And then he he shortly dies, and right before he dies, it's a weird phrase that he said. He said, "Wait for me." Liam said that. No, the, the oh dude that who guy. Died. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Why? I don't. I don't. That's a weird phrase. Yeah, I wait, don't even remember. Who does that. he want to wait for him? Is that like the last thing he said? Those were his last words. Wait for me. Kind of selfish, if you ask me. <laughs> Yo, but honestly, though, go out. this is one of the, I think, one of the best best death scenes I think was, I've ever seen. It's very good. Like, when it comes to acting, like this, and it wasn't just him. It was everyone around. So they're showing the reactions of all the other people, all the other guys that are around him, to the point where all the guys put their hands on his wound, even though they know that he's going to die. Like, trying to almost embrace this death, like, collectively. And, like, the guys are crying. Everyone's, like, crying. This guy's doing an amazing job dying. Like, all the acting is superb. And Liam, in essence, like, helps it because he's playing so less. And it's impressive that they can do that with... Like, like we didn't hear that fucking character say a word until then. Exactly. And, and we, still, we still cared that he was dying there. It was yeah. still emotional. Like, it was... I, I was... I was it was, it was impressive. It, yeah, it really, it really is, man. And that's, and dude, it just shows you the level of uh, acting and filmmaking. And, and like, fuck, bro. Because a lot of times, too, man, you gotta, you gotta think about all these things. You know that that, you know why you would, why you would feel the way you would as like an actor. And like the less backstory, the less story you have, the more you have to build on your own. Which is the the fun, creative aspect of acting. But it just shows how professional, how good these guys are because. When these guys are crying, like, they're not... You can't just force yourself to cry. Like, these guys are thinking all these other things that they made so... I can. David can. (laughs) But they're making it so passionate and so um, true to themselves. To That's why they're they're thinking of the other things. And they're they're able to cry in those moments. And it's just really good acting. Yeah. So he is dead now. 
the dude from earlier is freaking out, the, yeah. the loud dude. Mm-hmm. Some of the guys are like, I just felt him leave. You the, feel that? And they're like, I felt him leave too. That was fucking crazy. And then the black guy, what's his name? Uh, um, I'm just calling him Karth. Karth. He starts profusively laughing, which I like that choice, whether it was him Hysterically or the Hysterically laughing. And, I, and like, I liked it in a way because say, everyone- Say hysterically. Hysterically. Because everyone grieves differently. And I don't know if it was him or the director that chose that, but him being in shock and then also experiencing, like, that guy dying that right had now. to be the director. I don't think they're giving him the, yeah. the creative liberty to, I, I agree. to make that. Because it, it's kind of obnoxious and takes over the scene. Yeah. There, there's no way he just gets to do that. Yeah. And, and yeah, exactly. The director would, like, cut. Like, Dude, you, you, just... want, you want to stop laughing? <laughs> what the fuck? Like, <laughs> it's a very good point. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure the director. Yeah. Uh, and definitely was probably in the script and stuff. But I, I did like that they had it, um, regardless of... I don't know if you liked it or not. Yeah, I liked the laugh. Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. I just felt like it added to it, like, the the reality of how people probably might react yeah. in some crazy traumatic experience. It, everyone would have been different. The artist blamed the loud guy from yeah. earlier. Mm-hmm. He was like, if you didn't fucking put that shit out there, we wouldn't have crashed. And he's like, are you fucking kidding me right now? What <laughs> <laughs> did I do? <laughs> Liam Neeson, Liam Neeson says they need to they need to make a fire and they need to start stripping stuff down. And then Shameless looks at him confused and goes, "What are you doing? Like, why why are we doing a fire?" Yeah, and Liam Neeson's like, "There's there's a blizzard going on right now. We'll probably die if we don't have a fire." Yeah, unless you want to freeze was, to death. He, he was like 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 well, why the fuck was he confused about that? I was like, yeah, we need a fire. That makes sense. Yeah, it's it, really it, cold. I Let's get a fire going. Too. It's like, why was you, why? It almost seemed maybe it was like an ego thing. Like you're trying to question a guy just because he's no, in charge no, and not, not you. Not that guy. This is the guy from Shameless. That, that guy. Oh, okay. okay, that, okay. that guy had no ego. This whole movie. Yeah, yeah, you're that right. Guy, you're that right. guy. I was. was fucking, saying, I thought yeah. you were talking about Frank. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was legitimately confused. Just like, why are you? Why are you doing that? <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's like, "Cause we'll freeze to death, man. Start getting shit that can burn." One of the dudes. They're all like, we then see them stripping stuff. One of the dude wanted to burn insulation. And the guy's like, we'll die if we burn that and breathe it in. You gotta, you gotta not do that. Yeah, it makes sense. The artist, um, he wants to bury all the bodies. He's like, we should do something with these bodies, man. And then he just says, we're all fucked. That's where, that's where that ends with him. Yeah. That night, Liam Neeson, uh, he thinks he sees a flight attendant alive. Like leaned up against a fire. The wallet thing happened. I feel like the wallet thing happens way later. Yeah, it does. So, okay. What, okay. so okay. what he okay. what they're doing is they're setting up like perimeter fires or something like that. I think I think is what he was doing. Yeah. And so they're setting up like little fires around so they can kind of see around. And Liam turns around. And he sees what he thinks is a live flight attendant, and then notices that a wolf is just eating at her because like he she's sitting up and he sees that the body's like, moving and yeah. he's like oh shit i'm coming and then he sees a wolf just ripping her apart well and you know he starts yelling at the wolf yeah and and then doesn't notice that there's a second fucking wolf and this wolf spe- i love this shot spears him and literally he goes flying like four or five feet into like a rock or something it was like a rock it was like a giant rock or it, something. It, was, it was something big yeah it, like fucks him up yeah so they're, they're going at him, like, ripping him apart. He's trying to fight him yeah, off. Yeah, it's like it biting his leg now, and he's trying to fucking punch yeah. it. And some of the other guys run up and scare the wolves off. Yeah, and two wolves run away. And they start, like, they hit one of the wolves a couple times with, like, a random piece of metal. That they, was their uh, chance. 
<laughs> that was a good chance for them to like really kill that wolf. <laughs> they uh, they have a fire on the plane now, and Liam Neeson he's bleeding a good bit, and one of the guys is helping yeah. him. And he says, Liam Neeson's like, oh, maybe I'll turn into a wolf man. And the loud dude from earlier is like, is that real? And they're all like, the fuck do you think? What are you, seven? Like, he's, he makes a wolf man he's joke. Like, he's like, are you really going to turn into a wolf man? He's like, like, get the fuck out of here. He's like, I didn't think he was actually going to grow fangs and fur. I just thought, you know, like rabies or something. I don't know. Yeah, he fucking did. Yeah, he totally thought the fucking fur was coming Liam out. Neeson then is like, I mean, hopefully they're just passing through because wolves are very territorial and... They have a radius of 30 miles or 130 miles. It was a big radius. Like, they have a big it, radius yeah, it was a crazy. around their den that they protect. And if we're in there, they're going to hunt us. And they're like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. So this Knows is- all those weird wolf facts. So this is like a big point in the movie because a lot of people that were critiquing the movie said that it wasn't 100% realistic with portraying wolves. But the big part of it was that it's not that these wolves are attacking these people people essentially for no reason it's because they're possibly within the range of their den and that's supposed to be the whole premise yeah in the art the artist like why the fuck do you know so much about wolves man like who the fuck are you and Liam Neeson's like my job's to kill these fucking things you think I don't know about them like get the fuck out of my face I, I my job is to sit with a rifle and kill wolves when they get close to you guys it's the only reason why I'm with oh, you he's, he's like of course I know about wolves <laughs> yeah and then he kind of like doesn't he go on to explain a little bit of like wolf He's like, they know we're wounded and they can smell it. Yeah. Hopefully they won't fuck with us. Liam Neeson's like, we need to move the bodies out there. Because they'll, they'll come for the wound, the, the dead bodies. They'll smell the blood and the fucking rotting flesh, all that stuff. They'll come. So they're out there moving the bodies. And the artist from Billions is robbing the bodies. Yeah. He's like going through the wallet and pulling out the money. Liam Neeson's like... You fuck! You're about to get killed over some money. You need to stop doing this right now. And I was like, "Fuck out of my face!" They don't give me a Christmas bonus. I'm stealing this guy's money. He's like, "Put it down, or I'm gonna fucking kill you." He's like, "Unless you want to drink fucking blood." Yeah, he's he's like, "You're gonna put that down." And I was like, "Man, whatever. Fuck this!" And throws it at Liam and walks away. Directly before that, though, before he started stealing the wallet, he stole a watch, and that watch yeah. he said had a GPS built into the watch. Which it, he pulls like a string on it or some shit, and it's making a ticking noise as if it's working. He's like, "Oh, it's working." Yeah. So we we know that this GPS watch might be working. Uh, they're all gathered around the fire. They're eating something. Yeah, I don't know what they're eating. And I'm, the, I'm thinking they found food somehow. Yeah. The loud dude from earlier starts talking about that movie with the guy from Training Day. Where there was a plane crash and he was eating someone's frozen ass after they died because he needed to, to feed himself. It's definitely not Denzel. I assume it's Ethan Hawke. I have no idea what movie that is. I am not but sure they, either. They talk about that movie. And then he like talks about like eating a severed dick as a hot dog and all that stuff. He's weird. He's a weird cat. Yeah. And the artist from Billions goes, yeah, I wish some of the other dudes lived. <laughs> Just exactly like that. They all laugh. And then there's some loud, like, rah, 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 and they're like, uh-oh. Uh-oh, there's some they fucking all, wolves. They all go out, and they see, like, the the head wolf in the front, the the Johnny True Love, the alpha dog. Well, Liam Neeson immediately, this is kind of, like, bizarre to the me. The Johnny True Love, the alpha dog. Yeah. We got yeah. we to we we acknowledge that. Yeah, the alpha dog, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Johnny True, yeah, yeah. But I didn't like this because why walk away from something that has your 
that has your back. So like the, the crash site, you're protected from your back, but now you're going to walk out 20 feet toward, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just seemed a little silly. And but Liam like leads all the guys yeah. straight to the wolves. This is a torch. Th- that's a torch. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like they they go out too and like they see the the Johnny True Love wolf and like do that and he just kind of stands there stands his ground and then we see a bunch of other wolf eyes like like fucking thirty yeah and you're like uh oh and then <laughs> the wolves slowly back up yeah and, and like the some of the guys kept wanting to leave he's like I'm, I'm going back to the crash site he's like, and Liam's don't like, fucking move Liam's like don't you fucking move <laughs> so Liam Neeson tells everyone's like all right guys get some sleep we're gonna do two hour guard shifts. I'll go first, which is kind of... He goes, I'll go first, and he immediately passes out. Yeah, so I, I think that's just the shooting of the movie, because okay. other people were were watching you, when he was passed out. But it may, but they said, I thought he said two people for two hours. No, one person for two hours. Guys, go uh, to sleep. Yeah. yeah so okay, well, then he's a fucking idiot they, for sleeping outside. They, they just shot it weirdly. Yeah. But also, fuck you for going first. That's the easiest shift. Yeah. Everyone's adrenaline is pumping right now. No one's sleeping right now. Yeah. Like, I would absolutely want to go first and then get to sleep the rest of the night. Yeah. Take that shit in a heartbeat. 100%. I don't want to go, like, third, Yeah, sleep for four hours, wake up, and then try to sleep for four more hours. No. No. Yeah. Fuck him. Um. So we're doing that. I'm going to be honest. Daddy, Daddy's about to piss his pants. Oh, Daddy. So, guys, we're, we're going to take a little break, but we'll be right back. Oh, don't yeah. you worry. And we're back. We're back. Daddy, Daddy had a good piss. Nice. So we're back. It's the people doing the shifts. And we hear, like, like wolves keep, like, running by and they're yeah. howling all throughout the night. And, dude, like, the, the, everyone, they keep showing, like, multiple people, like, passing out, I feel like, yeah, as they Car- Karth has fallen asleep on his shift and then lies about falling asleep on his shift when Liam Neeson calls him out on it. And, bro, like, dude, you're not falling asleep, dog, if... if- if I all, mean, you, you might. Who may, knows? Yeah, maybe. Who knows? Maybe. Karth's yeah. also sick, and he's coughing and shit a whole bunch. True. The, the guy from Hurricane takes a piss break during his shift, and while he's doing that, gets attacked and murdered by wolves. Yep. And it's, gets and it's, it's loud and like like a blizzard out there, so they... You can't they, hear anything. And, and like realistically, they wouldn't hear it. No, no, no the they night. wouldn't. They yeah. wouldn't. But you would think that... I mean, yeah, that could easily happen, but you would think you wouldn't walk off as... it's not. He didn't walk off that far. He yeah, really didn't. He, he thought he was fine pissing right there. Yeah. 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 I, I have no issue with that part. Yeah, I didn't really either. I'm just cherry picking. Yeah. Because, Liam, so. we, don't, we don't got time to cherry pick, man. <laughs> we talked too long about Will Smith and Bruce Willis. <laughs> I dolphins. know. Ah. Liam Neeson wakes up and finds homeboy just dead as fuck. On oh, they show his face. It's very vivid. Like, you literally see his face. I paused it. Like, you can literally see the imprints, like, honestly. Like, they did whatever prosthetics or what, however they did it, they did a great job because it's realistic as shit. Yeah. And then and he's like, they didn't eat him. They just killed him. Yeah. And then he's like, maybe we dig in and, uh, you know, we make a stand here or we can head for that tree line over there and, you know, maybe... Maybe it'll be better, or at least we can defend ourselves more. I don't know. Yeah. And then the artist's like, yeah, you don't fucking know. He's like, nobody nominated you for shit, (laughs) by the way. He's like, I don't know why you're just making all the decisions. He's like, I'm tired of this fucking, oh, maybe, and I don't know shit. Like, I think we're getting to that point where it's just every man for himself, guys. And the other guys are like, come on, man, what the fuck are you talking? Liam Neeson doesn't really pay attention to him when he does this shit. Mm -hmm. Liam Neeson goes... Well, I'm going to head for that tree line. I'm going to grab what I can carry. 
If you guys want to join me, you can. So a little fun fact. They're both named John, Liam Neeson. What the fuck are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? What? We find that out later. We don't know either of their first names yet. Oh, yeah. All yeah, right. it's a big thing later where All we right. find out. I mean, you said it, so say your fucking fun fact. Well, they're both named John, and they're supposed to be like mirrors of each other, which you kind of see right now. You're kind of getting that right now. Yeah. Yeah, my bad. I didn't yeah, realize could, it. Could have left out the first name. That's a big reveal. Yeah. But yeah, they're supposed to be opposites, yeah. mirrors of each so other. So Karth is packing his bag, and he's in rough shape. He's coughing and stuff. You're like, ugh, that doesn't sound good. Liam Neeson cuts jet fuel out of the side of the jet. And puts it in like a thermos thing, yeah, to bring it with him, which cool, which smart, cool. And then sees a dead dude next to him, and goes in and grabs his wallet, and then announces to everybody, "Hey, we should grab all their wallets and bring them for the families." It'd be great if uh, Frank, what do you call him, the artist, the artist, the artist, if he was like, "That's what I was fucking doing." <laughs> I wasn't robbing him. <laughs> he uh, he starts talking shit. He's like, it's a waste of fucking time. Yeah. Make sure we get the wallets. That's how we should be spending this time. Which he's right. We got wolves killing people, but God forbid if we don't get the fucking wallets, guys. He's and 100% he's sitting right. back. He's drinking out of like mini. They were on a plane, like mini travel liquors. And he's, everyone else is getting annoyed at him. They're like, come on, man. You can like, help us g- out. Give us some help. He's like, you know, if you find some, find some rubbers, give them to me. Because I don't know how long I'm going to be out here with you fairies. Being like, maybe I'll have to fuck some of you guys because you know, we're going to be out here too long. It's, oh, my God. Liam Neeson finds his gun, but it's it's garbage. It got fucked up in the plane. It's frozen. He's like, Yeah, he's like, it's, it's like broken into and it's got but, snow all in but, it. But he brings the shotgun shells. Mm-hmm. And he finds the letter to his wife. And he's like, oh. like it's, it's emotional. And he brings it. They all start to leave. And then this... This, I call him the other guy the whole time because I didn't even know he fucking existed until right now. I'm going to be completely honest. The guy with the, the glasses? No. Uh, Henrik. The guy He's with the like glasses. The guy with the glasses is the guy from Shameless. Okay, okay. This is... He's like, we should we should say something. You know, we shouldn't yeah, just leave all the these dead bodies. Must, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, I don't know. I don't know any prayers, but and he thanks God for sparing them and asks him to... He's like, if you can keep that up, that'd be... That'd be really great. And then they're off. Yeah. They're all hiking to the tree line. It's deep snow. It's windy as fuck. They're literally in like two, three foot deep of snow, and it's a literal blizzard again to where they can barely see shit. Yeah. It's uh, it's mostly shot while they're hiking, though. I liked it. It's like from the view of the wolves. Mm, yeah. It's kind of, I was like, oh, this is cool. Yeah. Like, like we're seeing it from the view of like the, so the wolves are watching them. At least that's that's the take I got from it. No, yeah. It was, I was like, like it's kind of well done how they did it. Yeah, yeah. Wide shots. Yeah. Dude, uh, the loud dude from earlier, he's fallen way behind, and then wolves maul the fuck out of him. Yeah. Liam Neeson and crew see it, and they're like, oh, shit, and they try to go back. The snow's deep, and they, like, struggle getting there. Yeah, and this part kind of annoyed me a little bit because it's like, if you guys understand what you're up against, you wouldn't allow someone to fall so far back and, like, not check, not look until until the point to where there's wolves on them, and then... And then it's like, fuck, you guys might not as, might might as well not even go back. If it's so, taken you that long to once, get back and they're being mauled by... Once the wolves were on him, like, I might be a shitty person, but I would have been like, leave him. Like, what are we... And best, this, best case scenario, he lives but is extremely wounded at this point. And now we have to carry him everywhere. It's going to slow yeah. us down. If anything, we should use his time as... As almost yeah. as he's sacrificing, so we can get to the tree line. Yeah, and like that's a shitty way to look at. It. Like, so they should have been more of a cohesive unit and closer and in tighter. 
That's what? how they should have moved, but they didn't, and, like, let's not fuck up again because we fucked up once. Keep so, moving. So this is kind of like a – could be a pretty shitty thought, but I was thinking they should have possibly carried some dead bodies with them so that w- if a wolf came and attacked them, you can almost, like, throw – a dead body at them, and they so, think maybe it's not they're whole kill- bodies, but maybe you chop a body something, up, yeah, to you, where they you're think parts at them. to where you make the wolf think that it's doing what it's supposed to be doing, that it hurt someone, killed someone, got some food, did something, and then you're buying yourself some time by doing that. I don't know. That's why I, I like it. Yeah, there was a cool shot as uh, as the loud dude died in the snow. Of his blood going on the snow and then yeah. his blood freezing on the snow into like, the Whoa. into the wolf paw print. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was I was like it was, was pretty sick. Yeah, and Liam sees it. He's like, man, this Liam Neeson. I think as a fuck you, ask the other dude. He's like, you want to say something now? <laughs> like, <laughs> like just like that. I'm like, oh man, that's fucking dark. Sheesh. Yeah, he's like, you want to say anything or can we keep fucking moving? Yeah, it's, it's getting dark, and the crew, the whole crew, starting to complain about the fact that they didn't stay, and it's mostly the artists talking shit. But they're all kind of like, "Man, like we should just stayed at the thing." It's bad news. And then the artist goes, "What is that?" And they look, and all of a sudden, like ten wolves are running at them. Yeah, like oh, making a desperate like, towards that. Like, yeah, like, here we go. And then they're like, "Oh shit, let's, let's run to the tree line, run yeah. to the tree." But like, why did they all of the wolves have been there the whole time? Yeah. Now they're like, all right, let's go. Now like, we can run. Off, like, like I, yeah. I didn't get that. Yeah. But they all run. I did like the shot though, so it kind of shows. That was a cool like, shot. Yeah. It was, it was like the Patriot when, uh, yeah. when uh, Colonel Tavington was like, "We're not waiting. Let's go." And then like yeah. we see Colonel Tavington and his boys going out of the field, and Mel Gibson's like, well, "Fuck, we're way outnumbered. Let's go. Yeah. We gotta get the fuck out of here." Yep. Just yeah, like it's, it's, it's like hills, and you see the the wolves running over them in like synchronicity too. So it's it's pretty cool to see that they're doing these like hunting tactics in this like wide scale kind of view. Once they so they make it to the tree line, and it's clear they're completely surrounded. Like we just hear wolves from all over the place. So they start that he has everyone like he's like let's get fire, let's get a fire. We got to keep them off. The second the fire starts, the wolves are quiet. Yeah. And then they start up again, mm-hmm. and then we hear one really loud one, mm-hmm. and we hear like a like like a whimper, and they're all like, "What the fuck was that?" And Liam Neeson says, "Another wolf just challenged Johnny True Love, and Johnny True Love put him in his fucking place. Put him in his fucking place." And then Liam Neeson, the way they're like, "So what do we do now?" Liam Neeson goes, "Now." I don't know how he'd, like, process this in his head. He's like, now we have to kill the wolves one by one like they're doing to us. Level the playing field. Level the playing field, kind of just start chopping down their numbers. And, like, how did, you, how did you make that leap all of a sudden? Yeah, that like, – Like, what changed there to where you're like, now this is what we have to do? Yeah. Now that I know the alpha dogs out there. Now we gotta start killing a wolf by like th- that part didn't make sense to me. Yeah, it's a fine strategy. I get it. you're like Let's, we need to start killing them too. Like sure, no for sure. And, and like they they build this fire and dude, you you well didn't didn't the artist too say um say what he like 
oh, what'd you bring us? Like, right to their, this this must be, like, didn't he question whether or not this is their Maybe. den they're, kind they're of all, thing or something like that? Shit. Uh, no, he, yeah, he talks yeah. shit a lot. Yeah. Um, but you would think that they would build weapons at this point. Like, they got the fire, they got a little bit of space, you think, and they have some things, like, they're, like, in a... How would you say? Because like the snow goes down. They're in the like, woods. I don't know. But but they're like in like a little circle spot where they're down beneath everything else that's around them, and it kind of goes up. They have a couple trees around them, and they have this fire. It's almost like their own little pit. coliseum. Yeah, it's like their own little pit kind of thing. Coliseum. Coliseum. To where you think you would spend that little bit of time there, not like hours and hours, but you would try to build some type of weapon, sticks, something. So they did. Okay, I thought you were like, why didn't they do this? I was like, what the fuck's he getting at here? Well, really, I was going to get to, why didn't they... I mean, you could build a fucking shelter. But I was going to get more into that anyway as the scene prolonged. But, but so, like, you could build a shelter, but also their goal isn't to be the king of the jungle. No, for sure. Their goal is to get the fuck out of there. For sure. <laughs> like, for sure. Gonna build a shelter, but it's where we live now. But <laughs> we, this we, is, we so, live off the land. No, this yeah, is not our stay life. there, but like, this, is, this is what I was going to get to, though. But keep going because I don't want to. So he makes these crazy things with sticks and he puts like he's like sharpen them and we're going to put shotgun shells on the yeah. end. And then you'll you'll jab the the wolves with this and it'll go off and kill them. I don't know. It sounded confusing, but it sounded, make, sounded like it makes sense. The artist's like, it's fucking ridiculous. I'm not doing this shit. Fuck you. This MacGyver bullshit. And then he throws it and he's like goes to the other guy and he's like you still got that booze give it to me he's like we should save the booze it's not always like we should, fuck you yeah. he's like who the fuck who the fuck you everyone thinks they're the leader of something you're the leader of the booze you're the leader of where we go fuck all y'all and Liam Neeson's just like man like you don't need to do all this chest puffing and shit like you're scared, you're scared and that's okay he's like <laughs> i love this guy yeah he goes, i'm not scared Liam Neeson goes i mean you're not he's like no he's like i am it's like, there's no shame in it. And the guy's, nah, you're scared because you're a little punk. <laughs> I don't walk through life with fear in my heart. This guy's, this guy's like 40. And that's that's the fucking crazy thing he says. Liam Neeson goes, what'd you learn that in the pen? Someone scribbled that on the day room wall and you're like, oh, I like that? The artist gets pissed. Yeah. The artist, like, he stands up and he, oh, no. The artist, is like, he's getting upset. And Liam Neeson goes, you're, you're, a, you're not scared? He's like, you're a fucking fool. He's like, you know what's worse? You're a liar. Yeah. You are scared. And then he stands up. He's like, let's go, bitch. This guy, I should have dropped you back there. He has a knife. He's like, I'm going to fuck out you up. Let's knife. go. And Liam Neeson does not hesitate. Liam Neeson just very calmly stands up. He's like, all right. Shameless goes over. And he's like, come on, man. Don't do this. He elbows Shameless in the face. And then, like, he's like, let's go, Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson, like, kicks a stick. He, like, stomps on it. That's no, no, in the fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad, my bad. That's in the fire. And it sprays, like, ambers up in the guy's face. And then he tackles him and gets the knife away from him and he's on top of him it's like and... didn't scar do that in lion king or some shit <laughs> nah yeah yeah yeah, yeah. scar uh, to simba yeah <laughs> and he's like he has the knife and he's like i'm gonna fucking kill you if you don't stop this shit and then the wolf we hear a wolf walk up and start growling and Liam Neeson kind of backs off. It's Johnny True Love Wolf. It's the alpha. And it's like growling at them, getting super close. Liam Neeson like gets up. All the guys gather close and they have things. And he's like, hey. He's like, good, good, get up, get up to the artist. Like, get up and get back here. And the artist kind of slowly gets behind him. Well, the artist rolls around, looks up, and he's like face to fucking face with the alpha. So. The- and, and, and I love this because now you see that he's obviously full of fucking fear. Yeah. So it just shows yeah, that like. Absolutely. Did. Yeah. 
And they all gather close, and eventually Johnny True Love walks away. And the artist asks Liam Neeson, he's like, what do they want? What do they want? That's a fucking crazy question. <laughs> and Liam Neeson goes, you? Yeah. <laughs> which, which, I guess it's true, but it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, Shameless asks the artist to please never do that to him again. Like a Because the artist elbowed him and says, hey, man, will you please not do that to me again? Liam Neeson walks over to the artist, hands him the, his knife back, and says, no mass, which no mas is Spanish for no more. Liam Neeson said no mass. Why Why wouldn't he just say no more? Yeah. Or, like the, it, or, or hey, cut that shit out. And the artist, maybe he speaks Spanish, but uh, he's not speaking Spanish in this movie. Yeah. So why the fuck? Yeah, the artist then says, that was... That was really fucking bullshit of me, guys. Um, I'm really sorry. Yeah. L- like, genuine. I'm like, all right. Like, fuck it. Like, you got crazy. You're scared. All that shit. You're like, I was, that was bullshit. I'm sorry. Like, we're trying to survive out here. <laughs> right as he says that, a wolf just from behind just attacks him into the fire. Yeah. It's ripping at him. They all have those things, and they're fucking, they're jabbing it, and they kill it. Yeah, seems like, and then the artist gets on top of it and stabs it, just stabs six, it like six thousand times. times. Yeah, just duh, 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 duh. And they're all like, think it's dead, think it's dead, and then he eventually stops. And Karth is like, is that the big one? And Liam Neeson says, no, that's not the Johnny True Love. That's an outsider. It's, it's an Omega. It's an outcast. They sent it in here to test you, artist from Billions. And then he goes, did I fucking pass? Huh? Did I fucking pass to the wolves? Like, and all you see is blackness them. around yeah. them, you know. And we hear a bunch of wolves start going crazy. Yeah, like this would be the most fucking surreal thing to be a part of. Oh, like, dude. I, and like, I probably would not. I probably would do what he's doing right now. I probably would not shut the fuck up to the wolves. Like, if, I, I, if I'm gonna get eaten by a wolf, bro, you're gonna be annoyed as fucking <laughs> at, by me. Like, whether you're a human or a wolf, you're both gonna fucking hate me. I'm going to be a piece of shit until I die. <laughs> yeah. And then Liam Neeson would just kill you. Yeah. And then Liam, Liam probably would be Liam, the... Liam Neeson. Like if this guy didn't turn around, Liam Neeson had to kill him. Yeah. All he was was bringing the group down. <laughs> Liam Neeson says they need to get a big branch or stick or something and shove it up that wolf's ass so they can cook it and eat it. So we have we have now officially established and like the Johnny True Love Wolf knew when he came down. He's like, okay. Liam Neeson's the alpha of this pack. Like, like that is established. So there, there's an alpha wolf of that pack. Liam Neeson is the alpha wolf of this pack. Yep. Like, they're like, all right. And you, they had... You, you versus me, baby. What's funny is they had the Omega, the outsider, attack what is essentially their outsider as well. Yeah. it's like, I don't dislike any of that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're eating the wolf, and they're all talking about how it tastes like shit. Karth is coughing and getting really worse. He's been, he's been coughing this whole time, but now he's, like, really bad. Yeah. Liam Neeson tells him to sit down, and then the wolves start going fucking crazy. Liam Neeson says they're watching and learning that if you fuck with us, we fuck with you. Yeah. It's fucking absurd to say. Who knows this much about wolves to where he's like, they, they know if they fuck with us, this is what could happen. He's like, they're learning... Here we go. It's it's blood in, blood out, motherfucker. Let's do this shit. 
It's insane. Well, I'm sure the wolf that definitely is, picks up that on is, that to a degree. But it is fucking insane for Liam Neeson to be talking so matter-of-factly like this. Yeah, I Crazy. mean, I'm sure if you're in this position, you're going to be acting up. The artist then <laughs> cuts off the wolf's head and, like, stands out in the open holding it. And he's like, you like this, motherfuckers? Huh? You take the head! And then throws the head out into the wolves. His confidence is just through the roof right now. And we hear the alpha with the Johnny True Love just go f- like a huge wolf- fucking growl. And, you and, literally- I, and I know this because I had subtitles and it said Johnny True Love growls and fucking growled. And then you hear the other wolves start going crazy. So you see his huge just breath of, of like icy air going to the fucking into the sky where you see like the little bit of light it's like moonlight and you see like that come from his breath you don't see the wolf at all and then you see the other wolves howl and you just see all of this like what what would you call it just like breath like yeah yeah breath just like in the air it's kind of kind of a uh, nerve-wracking yeah yeah absolutely yeah <laughs> be fucking terrifying yeah bro <laughs> i wish someone just had a rock though if i just had a rock i'd throw it at him <laughs> shut the fuck up <laughs> It is now. It, it's fucking dark out. It's, it's nighttime. It's super dark, and this is and, the and part Le- that Liam Neeson's like, all right, we should keep moving. The, the, Which I get, like, they're out in the open, don't want to sleep, all that. You have the perimeter fires, like, you might want to stay here. Dude, that's what I'm saying. It's like, nighttime. And that's what I was trying to say earlier. Like, set up, like, not build, like, a whole hut, but, like, set up a camp here for the night, you know, create some type of boundary, and then when it's morning, one, there's probably going to be less of a blizzard now. Because there's a blizzard coming through. I'm sure it's not 24-7, just blizzard, blizzard. So you're probably going to have better weather in the morning and way more sunlight, more visibility. But no, you're going to grab a couple of branches that have a little – which – how? oh, because the, the gasoline, that's how. Yeah, he had the, he had the jet fuel. I was just about to say, how do they keep the fire on those sticks like that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. But still, limited amount of light and you're walking through pitch blackness – where you know is 20 wolves, and now you're in a line rather than, like, surrounded by each other. It's Just nonsense. Nonsense. They're, they're hiking, and Shameless says that he's talking about how wolves are the only animals that seek revenge. I, I don't... A tiger is. Yeah, it's like, I get that's fucking... It's a bizarre... Oh, I'm going to make this weird statement. I don't know if that's and... true, but it, for a tiger, it definitely is. Yeah. They, like, they there remember... There yeah. there's, mul- there's, there's, there's definitely multiple animals. Yeah. Karth is... Liam Neeson tells him to shut the fuck up about the wolves. <laughs> Karth is so rough. Yeah. So rough. Liam Neeson finds a spot. They find a nice spot. They're like... Their back's up against something. For how so, much Karth so, is, is So he's like, he's, like, he's like the wolves. They're, they're, we got our back there. They can only attack us from the front now. Yeah. This, this is the spot. Which I agreed. But you yeah. should hike in the middle of the night to find it. That's Silly. fucking risky. Yeah. And, and for how much Karth is coughing... I was actually impressed acting-wise because I'm like, dude, you're going to get lightheaded. I actually got lightheaded doing something acting-wise where I was supposed to be out of breath, like hyperventilating kind of thing. Like, <gasps> And I uh, got so lightheaded I bumped my head on like a car door and I ended up with like a huge bump like in the fucking scene on my forehead. But like, dude, if you're a big guy like that and you're up elevation like 10,000 feet and you're constantly coughing and like huffing and puffing, bro, you're lightheaded as fuck. So good for Karth for being able to... Not pass out during these scenes. Yeah. <laughs> like, honestly, though, like, for how much he's coughing, it's no, nonstop, you know? Absolutely. They're now at the new camp. Shameless is talking about how God saved them. The artists, like, I don't believe in that shit. And Liam Neeson's like, yeah, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> 
Karth wakes up asking if Emma is there and to tell her that he's here. Oh. And they're like, he's fucking... The, the, the other dude. The other dude who, like, was a fucking nobody early and that and all of a sudden now is a very prominent figure in this movie. He knows all about Karth's health issue. <laughs> he knows about his family history. He knows everything about everything all of a sudden. You're like, where's this fucking guy been this whole movie? Yeah. All he did was be like, can we say a quick prayer about all these dead people? And now he's like, I know everything about him. Yeah, that was kind of weird. Yeah. Shameless starts talking about his daughter and her hair and how long it is and how she rubs it along his face and how he's the only one that's allowed to cut it. I think and, there was, I think there was his, a... And his fucking bitch wife, his bitch ex-wife, that's the only rule that she's let him uphold. I think it was around this part when we cut to the beginning of a scene with him and he's like, he had his glasses off and he was like wiping them down or something. And there was an entire second where I was like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> and then he put his glasses back on. I'm like, oh, it's like, that, oh, fucking, that guy. Yeah, it's that <laughs> fucking guy. Uh, Liam Neeson talks about fighting for whatever it is you love. It's supposed to be like an emotional scene. It didn't really grab me. The, arti- yeah. the artist says he wants to get laid one more time because his last piece of ass was a 52-year-old fat hooker Eskimo. And he can't go out like that. So I'll... I'll explain, like, you'll what... Ex- you'll explain what he was saying? No, just, like, the overall 50, theme 52 of 52-year-old this... fat hooker Eskimo. Yeah. <laughs> break that one down. So they're finding... We're, like... we're, 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 let's, let's get through this whole scene and then okay, okay, explain okay. it, yeah. Liam Neeson talks about his dad. He's like, he's not without love, but he was a cliched Irish motherfucker when he wanted to be. Uh, he'd drink, he'd fight, he'd beat us, but he also wrote poems. He's yeah. like, and he wrote one poem that I read at his funeral. Once more into the fray. Until the, the last, last good, good fight, fight I'll, I'll ever know. Live, live and, and die on this, on this day. day. Live and die on this day. And Liam Neeson, he sees storms clouds and says, ah, shit, there's blizzard coming. Let's, uh, let's dig in up against the trees. And I'm worried if we lose this fire, we'll freeze to death. End of scene. Yeah. And uh, so that whole scene was kind of supposed to be about like the meaning of life in a, in an essence, like what, wh- like what, what is the why? And a lot of people don't have like the why in their life, like the purpose. And then they feel depressed and then they feel like there's, there's less. And a lot of times what they're getting to in this scene is the why could just be the fight itself. Fighting the fight itself is kind of like what they're getting to in the scene as, as to the meaning of life. Like it, there, there might not be an exact purpose or it might not be an exact why it might just be, the experience in itself might lead to you seeing what maybe the purpose was or, or what you needed to, to the, the why, the, the reason. And a lot of times it's just by doing the fight, going, fighting the fight, going through the experience, just keep living on and keep experiencing and then you'll get your why. It's kind of like what they're getting to. It's like don't ever stop. Don't ever like stay just depressed and just and not looking for your why. Like keep experiencing and you're going to find your why. Um and like you're there's always going to be like a purpose if you could just keep going. It's kind of like what they're getting to. Like trying to trying to tell you like everything isn't lost. There's always kind of like a reason even if you don't see it at that point in time. And it's kind of deep on that level of just being of just that was like the whole point, though, of like what they were trying to get by. Even with him trying to say, like, I want to, like, tr- the, the other John finding his reason, like, oh, I want to live on because the I- other John, who you know, we don't know his name is John yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just keep putting that out there. <laughs> 
So like like deep to a degree, but like they didn't hone in on it as much as you thought that they should. They didn't do a great job of portraying that. I agree with you. Yeah, like like I, I get what they were going for there, but I was like, eh. And and I don't know what I would have changed. I agree but like, with you. But, like, they just kind of missed the mark. Like, it wasn't as deep or as emotional as I felt like they wanted it to be. I completely agree. Yeah, I kind of didn't care. And they kind of broke it up with, I think, maybe don't have the 52-year-old fat hooker Eskimo line. Yeah. Because that kind of, that takes away from the seriousness of this scene. It's like in real life if, like, someone's having an uncomfortable talk and, like, they're uncomfortable, they don't know how to do it, and they make a joke like that it was kind of like that and like with a movie it doesn't need that exactly it was realistic in that sense but like a movie doesn't have to be that realistic and i completely agree and i think that's the part where they feel was kind of like the writing aspect i don't know if it was making maybe other characters have more to talk about or just hone in without the joke i'm not sure like how you're saying but and and that's kind of like this movie could have been much better Mm -hmm. for shit like that I think areas where, like, I was like, okay, this could be a really deep, meaningful scene, and they just kind of missed the mark with it. I think they didn't they, add they, enough They have Karth being all weird and like, Emma, is Emma here? Tell Emma I'm here. Because, like, it wasn't like, oh, that poor guy. I was like, it's this fucking guy's deal. Like, You're 100% like right. That, there like, was definitely some mixed. And, and it just took away from what that scene could have been. I agree. Yeah. 100%. It, like, it. It was fine. They got a C for that scene. Yeah, it was fine. That could have been like an awesome scene where you're like, "Oh shit!" Now I'm that, ready. That that made the like, let's go into the fucking next act of this film. Now we're in the third act. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I, I holy shit, agree. let's go! I'm real invested in it's, all. It's it's what guys. they were going for, but just hit, didn't hit the mark. Yeah, yeah. So it's the next morning. Blizzard is in full. No, no, no. We're in the blizzard. Blizzard is in full swing the next morning. I thought it was still night. No, it's light out. Oh, okay, okay. It's light out, and Karth is dead. Just immediately in the (laughs) next scene. Yeah, they jump. Immediately in the next scene, he's dead. Liam Neeson's screaming and hitting him. punching him. He's like, don't you fucking die! And he's way dead. He's as stiff as a board. (laughs) He's punching him. He's hurting himself. uh, And now Blizzard stopped. Fire's going again. Liam Neeson reached in his pocket and remembers, oh, I got that letter that I wrote to my wife. And, like, he flashes back and sees them in bed together, and she says, don't be afraid. Like, looks into his eyes. So I want to ask you. If I'm afraid? Yeah. So don't spoil anything if you're going to ask me it here. Well, uh, maybe it is spoiling. I was going to ask you what you think what that means. So I know what that means. Okay, okay. Yeah. We'll go on later. Yeah. Then. Um, Liam Neeson then gets up without warning. And they're all like, oh, what's he fucking getting up for? And like, they're, they go after him, and he notices that there's a stump with a, like a, like a tag on it that, yeah. it was, that it was cut down. So it's logging. So he's yeah. like, okay, we're not, like, fuck you out there anymore. People have been where we are. And then they immediately cut to, like, a view of, like, them being up on a mountain of some sort, but there's, like, a crazy just straight drop off on the side of them. So, so they don't immediately cut to that. Oh, I was like, it's just like, all right. They go there. So before they cut to that, the other guy who knew everything about Karth's life and health history, he's like, is that running water? And they all uh, listen yeah, yeah. and they're like, oh shit, it is. And like they, and then they're like, let's go, let's well, go towards that. And then they get to that. My thought was, how'd they get those pieces of equipment way the fuck up there to cut down and carry down the, the lumber? That's what they're trying to figure out. 
True. Yeah. That's and, an important. Yeah. They're, like, they're, they're like, okay, people are here. This yeah. Is, this is accessible. Yeah. Let's, let's fucking, let's point. They did not pick the correct way to go. Thank you. There has to be another route where those people came from, for sure. So we're going to get to this yeah. absurdity. <laughs> it's it's a fucking cliff with a huge drop, and there's Dude. a tree line, and Liam Neeson goes, all right, well, let's just jump over those trees then. He's like, yeah, no, we'll, we'll jump to the trees. And they're all like, we're going to what? They... He's like, yeah, no, we're going to jump across. We're going we're gonna to have someone, we're going to tether some shit together. And someone's going to hold one end. They're going to run. They're going to jump on the trees. We're going to have the other end tied off here. They'll tie it off there, and then the rest of us will climb across. It's fucking and you're insane. like, And you're like, excuse me? I would never do that. Yeah, like, I'd be like, I'm going to face my chances with the wolves. Yeah, I'm I, not. I didn't come this far to make this ridiculously. Yeah, I'd be like, Liam, there's no way this is the best way to get to it. Also, like, like you said, like... How'd they get the shit up here to get the lumber out? They didn't all do this. They I weren't all. The, yeah. They weren't like carrying huge logs, being like, "Are we gonna jump over? <laughs> we gotta like, jump to the tree." Like, let's let's find this guy. There's gotta be a way from. that just goes straight down. Yeah. Like, you fucking asshole. Let's figure this out. Yeah. I'm sure there's got to be tracks or something that you know, right around there too, that leads to the area. But nope. So they they do it, and the the other guy, the the, the genius who knows everything about everything, is the guy jumping across. Yeah. He runs and he jumps and he hits the tree line and the line comes undone on their end and the artist runs and dives and catches it and like it's not it's fucking snow and ice and shit like it's not all mountain and like it like collapsed where he is. He would have fallen and died. And someone we, we, can, we can agree on that, right? Oh, For yeah. sure where it collapsed. You're falling and dying. Yeah. 90% of his body was where it collapsed. Yeah, and then Liam does a diving like, fucking... his ankles. Yeah. He's like, I gotcha! Yeah. I gotcha! Dude, and this, so then they cut from right there to a shot that shows from the trees to the top of the fucking mountain thing. And there's no way, like, if you if you saw the shot, that he ran and jumped and ended almost in a straight line... To where the tree was. Like, dude, you're dropping so much lower. For how far the distance was between the mountain to the tree, gravity's going to take you. You're going to drop down to, like, the lower part of the tree or some shit. There's no way you're making yeah, it to the top like, of the he's, tree. He's, like, gaining height while well, he does it. Yeah. <laughs> like, it made no sense. I'm like, bro, like, I get it. Maybe you climb back up and tied it, but no. There's there's no way. There's yeah. no way he made that tree the way he did. No. Uh, so the artist climbs across first. And Shameless goes to Liam Neeson, and he's like, you go next. I, I'm fucking, I, I got this thing with heights. I hate it. Liam Neeson's like, all right, well, then you go next. I'll make sure everything's everything's good. He's like, no, nah, nah, man, just, just let me get my, let me, let me click, collect my thoughts and yeah. calm down and go next. Weird vibes with him. Yeah. So Liam Neeson climbs across, and while he's doing it, Shameless giving himself a pep talk. He's like, come on, man, you can do it. You can fucking do this. You got this. You're shameless, all right? You, 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 you fucked Fiona. You were going to marry Fiona. And he starts climbing and kind of quickly looks down, which you're not supposed to do. Yeah. And they're all, so they're all climbing like like this. Yeah, like that. <laughs> and which, which is probably the way to do it. Bro, but when, when they get onto it, I'm like, man, this seems so ridiculous because like – it, the rope drops down immediately, and, and, and there's no real. And it's it's, it's not it's not all rope. It's a lot of like, like shirts tied together and stuff. It's 
the way that you have to get around it though you have to immediately like hang like drop like you have to drop because the rope goes down immediately from the from like the the cliff point and so what you, you can't get your body around it in an easy way, which means your body weight drops off the cliff and you have to hang on and then bring your legs up over it. Like, it just seems – I would never do it. It no, just seems it's, absurd. It's, it's the dangerous fucking thing in the world. And obviously, he's the fourth one – or he's the third one to climb across. Yeah. It's shirts tied together. I don't care how good your knots are. They're going to start coming loose. Yeah. Obviously, they do with him. They're 200-pound men. He, he loses his glasses when he looks down and then the thing comes undone and he falls – and, like, somehow he fell and was also directly over the tree. Makes no sense. And hit every branch on the tree on his way down. So, when, like, 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 he was out in the middle. He was out in the open. There was, he was nothing in the middle. There. He would have just fallen. Yeah. He wouldn't have hit the tree. You're not going to. And that added fucking nothing. Yeah. Him hitting the tree. Yeah. And, and so, and, and that's bullshit, bro. You hit the tree, you go through all these branches, and you fall to your death. And I'm like, dude, the fall was way higher than that. I felt like for like, because we get a view of him like falling through the branches. And I just felt like he was a lot closer to the ground than the shot showed before. It was a long fall. Yeah, it, it was, was. But like, this looked like you're 100 feet up, at least 200 feet up or something. This made it look like uh, he dropped like Shane McMahon 30 feet. <laughs> the, uh, the 200 foot drop that Shane McMahon had. <laughs> this, uh, I, I, I thought it felt. Distance and time-wise, it felt accurate. Okay. The positioning-wise, not at all. He would like not how? He, have, yeah. He he wouldn't have been over the tree. Yeah. Like he, as he, if he, he hanged he on would, to the. He would have fallen the, out of the yeah. middle of no, and just like fell straight yeah. down to the ground because of gravity. Yeah. But you know, like he wouldn't have flown over to where the tree is thirty feet that way and then started hitting the branches. Yeah. Uh, he hits the ground. He starts coughing up blood. Like not like huh, huh, blood like. Like, like like he's dying yeah. his internal bleeding it's not good yeah and he sees his daughter and she does the weird hair thing not weird it's it's a very i say weird it's a very nice loving thing that he and his daughter had so and she like rubs her hair on his face and and then the wolves come in and just start ripping him apart. Well, we realized that the hair wasn't his daughter's hair. He was like in shock, and he, and it was actually the wolf's fucking hair. Yeah, but you know, like you get to have that that last moment. Take it. Yeah, I did like though that they portrayed it as him not having such a shitty moment dying. Yeah, you know, they uh, the wolves drag him away. Liam Neeson and the artist. The other, they're trying to get down. The artist falls from like. From like 10, 15 feet and like fucks his leg up. The last branch, he, he's hanging on. He drops off and he drops maybe like maybe four feet. No. Like no, 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 no. I'm, t- I'm talking about from the bottom of his feet from where he's so, hanging. So he was, he like dropped off a branch and couldn't grab the branch below him and then lands on his legs. Uh, I thought he it was, was, it was a decent. It was branch. a decent fall. He would have, he would have fucked his leg up. You think? Yeah. I felt like he wouldn't. Yeah, for sure. All right, maybe. For sure. He, for sure he would have. But he looks like an athletic kind of guy who'd be able to take that shit too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's Frank Gorillo so, I mean, right so, there. I mean, he did. He kept fucking walking after this. Yeah, so. Right, yeah. He's, he's not in great shape, but yeah. he, he didn't stop. But yeah, he fucked his knee up. The other guy says, they're not going to let us go, are they? To Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson is just like... What are you gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> We've traveled like fifty miles. What are we gonna do? They uh, they keep moving. It's, uh, it's deep snow, and the artist is fucking lagging behind because his his legs all fucked up. They get to the river and they're hiking on uneven terrain, and then the artist eventually just stops and goes, 
Forget it, man. What, whatever I had left in the tank, I no, used no, back he, there. The first thing he says, I just had the clearest thought. No. Right? Forget it, man. Whatever I had in the tank, I I left back there. I just, I just want sti- to sit and stop the bullshit. Liam Neeson tries again to, to keep going. And he said, I don't want to argue anymore. I just want to rest. I just had the clearest thought. I'm done. Yeah. So you're like, ah, oh, that's not good. That is. Yeah, he he sounds very sure that he is done. The other guy is like, no, man, no. There, there could be a cabin like fucking down the river. Like you have no idea what's down there. He's like, it's it's a mile away at best. I can't make it a mile. I can't make it fifty feet. I'm fucking done, man. He's he's not. He's not. He's not unsure about himself. He's like, I'm fucking done. He's like, I gave it a shot. This is it. And then he takes out his wallet and tosses it to the guy. Because you're collecting wallets, give to the families. Do you feel like he would just feel like a piece of shit if Liam's like, all right, God damn it, and just like picks him up over his back and like, fuck, and just like carries him a mile and they find like a place? Yeah, that would have been great. <laughs> so he then, he asks Liam Neeson about death. He's like, you told the guy from The Departed that it's warm and it slides over Slide, you. Yeah. And the other guy tells Liam Neeson, he's like, we got, we'll carry him. We're going to carry him. And the artist is like, I'm not going anywhere, man. My life fucking sucks, all right? I work all day. I drink all night. Look at that view. And we look. It's beautiful. He's on yeah. a riverbank. There's like a mountain over in the distance. He's like, I don't see it getting any better than this. I'm just fucking sad. It's fucking sad. Yeah. The artist goes, my first name's John, by the way. Oh, John. That's his name? Yeah. Oh. And the other guy goes, my first name's Pete. He's like, Pete, you look like a fucking Pete. <laughs> and then Liam Neeson says, my first name's John, too. He's like, of course it fucking is. The artist thanks Liam Neeson and wishes him luck. Liam Neeson and the other guy walk away. It's quiet for a minute, and then we start hearing, like, wolves getting close. And the artist goes, I'm not afraid. And he's like sitting on a stump, like he's just he's and then, and then you hear the wolves he's, a little bit more. Yeah, he's accepted. We we don't see him get mauled. Yeah, you don't see. We it. don't hear it aggressively. It just kind of we hear him creeping up on him. Yeah, uh, he accepted death. Liam yeah. Neeson and the other guy, they they hike about a hundred yards, and there's a cabin with a helicopter, and they fly out of there. And the movie's over. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. It's like it's like, like Jurassic <laughs> Park too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they're just like, oh shit, there's a cabin. And they look back, and he's dead, and they're like. All right, well, let's get out of here. Yeah, let's leave. Yeah. Now, uh, they're, <laughs> they're hiking. And the other guy asks Liam Neeson, he's like, where were we going our last night at camp when you left the bar? And Liam Neeson goes, I was going to work. And he's like, no, you weren't. You worked earlier that day. Where were you going? And Liam Neeson says, did you follow me? And he says, I didn't. But I didn't think I'd ever see you alive again. And, you know, that, that look you had in your eyes, I've only seen one other time. And that was the artist from Billions back there. So, like, this guy is like, were you going to kill yourself that night when Liam Neeson was going to kill himself? Like he And, like, we see a flashback, and that guy's sitting at the bar watching Liam Neeson, super concerned. Yeah, and then once again, this goes back to them being mirror, mirrors of each other. So he was going to commit suicide in the beginning, and now has changed over time compared to the other John, who wasn't suicidal at first, and now... Technic- I don't want to say suicide, but yeah, technically is. He, he, was, he was ready to die. Yeah, was, ex- yeah. exactly. He, he accepted death. Exactly. So they're like the complete opposites. And the big part of that is finding the why. So that the John that basically just committed suicide right there 
he didn't find the why as to keep living on. He found the why as to not as to where the other John found the why as to live on or try or what, you know, and to not, you know, so they're complete opposites. And it kind of goes over in a nice example, the two ways to kind of think about the why and why to live, why to die kind of thing. So it's a cute little. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, I like it. It's pretty deep. <laughs> Liam Neeson says, well, it doesn't matter now, does it? And the guy goes, no, I guess not. And then two wolves come from out of nowhere because I guess now they've decided they're going to like it. Like, it just doesn't make sense when it happens all of a sudden. Yeah. Because they've been following them the entire time. And now all of a sudden two of them are going have 20 of them go out. Exactly. Just, just do that. Exactly. That's exactly what I thought when I saw the two wolves. Two go out. Liam Neeson and the other guy, they, they take off running. The other guy falls in the river running from the wolves. Liam Neeson falls in trying to save the other guy. The other guy gets his foot stuck between rocks in the thing, and, like, he's stuck underwater up against a log. Rather than unwedge the guy's foot, <laughs> Liam Neeson, like, yanks on him, like... And yells, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, literally. Like, <laughs> like just screams at him. He's yelling, breathe, hold your breath, hold your breath. And then sticks his head underwater and gives rescue breaths underwater. Yeah. And screams, hold your breath. What are you doing? And, the guy and he's pulling going, him up. Ah. And so, so he's dead, obviously, because Liam Neeson didn't really try to help him. No. He just panicked and tugged on he's him. And there's like, God, please don't do this. Yeah. Don't do this, God. So that guy's dead. And then Liam is just... Yeah, he gets out and goes and, like, sits on the riverbank, looks up at the sky and says, Do something, you phony, prick, fraudulent motherfucker. Do something. Come on. Prove it. Fuck faith. Earn it. Show me. Show me and I'll believe in you till the day I die. I swear, I'm calling on you. And then there's just a long pause, nothing. He goes, fuck it. I'll do it myself. All by myself. I stay winning. I can't lose. <laughs> you can shoot me, but you can't kill me. <laughs> what a fucking day. <laughs> Boom. It's, it's not, so it's not as crazy and over the top. It's pretty similar to that speech, though. Am I wrong? Like, like, it's pretty similar. That's so funny, dude. At that he just, point, it'd be great. I know I wish Denzel was in this bucket. <laughs> I just wish it was the dude from Trading Day. So, Liam Neeson's now hiking all alone in the freezing cold, and he's soaking wet. Yeah. He would almost for sure freeze to death. For sure. Suddenly, he stops and gets down on his knees and starts going through all the pics in the guy's wallets. Uh, he sees a picture of Shameless and his daughter. He sees the guy from earlier, like uh, the loud guy in the plane, and his mom. He sees the dude from Hurricane and his kid, Karth and his kid, the uh, the other guy who just died and his kid. He sees the artist and the 52-year-old fat Eskimo hooker. Not really. It's the artist. And, like, <laughs> some lady. Fucking hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> and he just kind of looks at all that, and then he looks at the letter to his wife and he has a moment and realizes he's kind of – he's being surrounded. The wolves are closing in. And he looks around and notices all these animal bones. And he goes, this is the fucking den. <laughs> like, like, 
are you fucking kidding? Like, what are the fucking odds, man? I've like, been moving straight into the den yeah, the like, entire like, time. Like, we moved into them. We went the wrong direction. <laughs> the other way, we would have been good. They wouldn't have given a fuck. We, they're like, why do they keep moving closer? These motherfuckers, what are they doing? We keep killing them. They know we don't like what they're doing. They just keep fucking coming at us. This he, is crazy. He literally basically finds himself in the king's throne. Yeah. Like, literally in he's the in, king's throne. He's and, in, and alpha male is just like, what? no. Alpha dog. Johnny dog. True Love. Johnny True Love. Yeah. It's just like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Johnny True Love is then up on a hill and, like, looks down at Liam Neeson and he's like, you fucked up. Like, Dude. what are you, what are you, like, this is the last place you want to be. Yeah. What are you doing here? And the other dogs back up as Johnny True Love starts to walk in. Because they know what the fuck's up. Yeah. Liam Neeson sees the pic of his wife and flashes back to them being in bed again together and her saying, don't be afraid. Only this time it zooms out and we see that it's a hospital bed. Mm. So his wife died and that was like them at the hospital. There. She's like, don't be afraid. She's like, I'm, I'm going to be fine. She probably said like, it's going to drift over me. It's going to be warm. She probably said all of that shit that he said to people to calm them down. And you're like, okay, that's nice. Fun fact. I don't know if you have it. The director, the letter Liam Neeson was writing this whole time. The director asked him to write a letter to his actually dead wife. Damn. Yeah. And I'm going to be honest, not to shit on Liam Neeson's mourning process. He doesn't seem as emotional as you would think he would be (laughs) while he's writing this. Like, knowing that and knowing, like, like I, for the movie at least, like, he should have been crying writing this letter. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Wild. Yeah. And it then, uh, he folds the letter, kisses her picture, puts them both inside the wallet, and has, like, a nice little setup. He, he puts the watch on. Yeah. And, like, uses it. He, he has tape. He tapes a knife to one of his hands. And he puts... And, like uh like little travel size liquor bottles. Yeah. And like tapes them around his other hand. Breaks them. Breaks them against you. Like, here we fucking go. That's what I'm talking Holy about. Holy shit, let's fucking do this. He's got fucking he's got broken bottles in between his fingers on one hand. He's got a fucking knife in one hand. Here we fucking go. We hear him si- we hear the poem again. We hear once more, more into, into the, the fray. To the, the last, last good fight, fight I'll, I'll ever know. know. Live and, and die on, on this day. Live and die on this day. Like, we're like, all right, here we fucking go. Here we fucking go. The wolf growls. We hear, we hear Johnny True Love growling. You see, you see the see wolf. Lisa. He's going like this. The wolf comes at him. And then the screen goes black and the fucking movie's over. I have never been so fucking upset at the end of a movie. Like, fuck this fucking movie and its fucking face for fucking life. I hate it. Fuck you. This whole movie, we're like, all right, the fucking two alpha dogs are going to go at it. And then in the most badass way, it looks like it's going to happen. Liam Neeson had broken bottles in between his fucking knuckles and a knife. And the knife was taped through his hand so it wasn't coming out. This was going to be the most badass fucking thing ever. And then like the end of Rocky 3, it just like, it's like Apollo and Rocky go to hit each other. (laughs) And then the screen just freezes and goes black. Fuck you for making this movie. I would have given it a zero. It's a fine movie. It is not a terrible movie. 
the whole fucking movie is building to that. And they show us that it is going to happen the coolest way it could have possibly happened. And then they don't give it to us. They definitely should have fought and they both them. They both should have died. Sure. They both. Or the wolf fucking kills them or he kills the wolf. Anyway, that fight needed to fucking happen. And you can't tease us. Guys, I've never seen a movie where someone had many liquor bottles taped to their fucking in between their fingers and then smashed them so they were fucking sharp edges to use as a weapon. I was like, oh, this is going to be the coolest scene in any movie ever. This movie was going to go from getting like a seven from me to getting a ten. <laughs> like, it was about to be the greatest yeah, movie it, ever. It would have been so much better. And they fucking ripped that away from us. Yeah. I felt I, the same way when I first watched it, it too. It was a fine enough movie up until that to where I couldn't give this movie a ridiculous... I want to give it a zero. Because fuck you for keeping me into this movie that whole time. Let me, and then ending it like that? Let me explain why I think they ended it like that. I don't that. care why you think they ended it like that. Well, there's... What, however they did make it, it warrant. however they did it isn't as cool as Liam Neeson fighting the alpha wolf to the death. Absolutely. That would have been the greatest thing. Dude, he taped a knife to one hand and many broken liquor bottles in between his fingers on the other hand. So I'm pretty sure I heard that they were going to do it at first. And I don't know if this is the exact reason, but I thought I heard or read something that they that they maybe felt like it was going to take away. I know this seems ridiculous, but like what they wanted to do was not make a movie about wolves. Like they didn't want it to be. And bro, once again, they should have done the fight no matter what the fuck I say right now. What if they, if what they wanted to do was not make a movie about wolves, they shouldn't have built it up the way they did. They also, all of the fucking, the, the trailers and the commercials. Just, I didn't know there was a plane crash. I didn't know there were other humans involved in this movie until I fucking watched it. Yeah, the marketing and the... Yeah, and the, yeah. I assumed Liam Neeson was just out in the wilderness by himself fighting wolves this whole movie. Yeah. And I was like, whatever, it'll be tough to do a podcast on because there won't be any dialogue, but like, it'll be cool. Liam Neeson makes cool movies. Yeah. So it they should have had it where they fought, but it, it was supposed to be about kind of like, okay, we know Liam is going to die, and the whole point is about the reason to keep fighting on and they should have showed the fight regardless, but it, it, they didn't want to make the movie more about the wolves. They wanted to make it about this, just this overall meaning that it's like the reason why you fight and that apparently also what the, the wife meaning of don't be afraid meant was also apparently to don't be afraid to live, not to like, yeah. not be, to don't be afraid to die because it was like suicidal. So that's what like some people thought it meant. But apparently it was supposed to mean don't be afraid to live. Like even if that means you're going to yep. die, even if you know you're going to fail, even if you know you're going to die, don't be afraid to take the chance to do the thing to live it. But also in her exact situation, like don't be afraid to live without me. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And I and I completely agree. Yeah. That's why I said as well to, to what you said because I do agree with that. Yeah. But regardless, bro, even if you're trying to show – Show it with the passion of him trying to kill this fucking creature while we see you know him get what? ripped apart. Don't be afraid to le- live. Don't be afraid to show what would have been the best scene in this fucking movie. Thank you, David. Yes, Guys, exactly. So much of me wanted to give this movie a fucking zero. That's why in the beginning I said, don't watch this fucking movie. Because <laughs> you like, built up to get brought like, down. Because like, it was, I was like, this is an all right movie. 
and like that scene was about to happen, I was like, it's putting this movie over the top. This movie's going to be up there now if this scene delivers. Yeah. And then the amount of rage I felt when it just didn't happen, when they just cut to black without showing that. You like you can't show me Liam Neeson gear up for what will be the craziest fight I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, if they're taped to his thing, and he just sees a rock and just, like, hits them, and he's like, let's fucking go. You're like, yeah, you're like, like my jaw was dropping. I was like, oh, my God. I did, yeah. I was like, it's going to be bananas. <laughs> let's go. And then black screen. Fuck this movie. It did not deliver on its promises. But, Braden, what movie always delivers on the promises it gives? The Nutty Professor. The Nutty Professor, guys. Greatest movie of all time. Eddie Murphy delivers start to finish. He doesn't make promises he can't keep. That's right. He promises a great movie, and he fucking gives us a great movie. Mm -hmm. You know what else? I mean, probably makes promises can't keep. Honestly, like I remember this one being good, too, but who knows? Jurassic Park 3. Jurassic Park 3. Braden's pick. We're getting the third Jurassic (laughs) Park movie in. I remember this one being good. I also remember Jurassic Park 2 being good, so I can't wait to have my childhood rocked again. Yeah, I definitely remember 3 being better than 2. And you know what? They kept 3 tight. Yeah. I like... It's only an hour and 32 minutes. Yeah, tight. Like, like 2 was a little over 2 hours, and it did not need to be. Yeah. So, like, I like that they're they're like, let's just fucking... Let's just knock it out here. Boom. Do you guys want to watch Jurassic Park 3? I do. Before we do a podcast on Jurassic Park 3? You should watch Jurassic Park 3 before we do a podcast on Jurassic Park 3. Here's where you can watch Jurassic Park 3 before we do a podcast on Jurassic Park 3. It's available on Amazon Prime Video for free. For free? It doesn't normally say that. It just says with a subscription. And then it's like, oh, but you got you to gotta rent it for however much money. It's also available on Hulu and HBO Max. Fuck yeah. Or you can rent it on YouTube, Google Play, Apple TV, or Vudu for $3.99. Look at that. Gosh, Jurassic Park 3. That's what we're doing next week. Exciting. We're, we're, we'll, be, we'll be halfway through the Jurassic Park franchise at that point. We'll get into the Jurassic Worlds and Chris Pratt. and Fuck yeah. And uh, what's what's her name? Jessica, Jessica Chastain? Yeah. Is she in it? Yeah. Yeah, she's a cool. baddie. Yeah, we'll get into those. <laughs> uh, guys, do you want to... So we did the gray. Who who the fuck did Bri- Brianna? Brianna, Brianna's yeah. sister Brianna. Yeah, that was she, a little birthday wish yeah. from her. Listener of the podcast, she suggested that we do the gray. We but, did the gray. But, but Brayden, let's say like someone someone out there is listening to this or watching this, and mm-hmm. they're like, "Man, like the gray sounds like that really they really shit the bed on that movie." But I enjoyed the podcast on it. Yeah. But now I want them to do my favorite movie. Okay, Brayden, how would they go about asking us to do their favorite movie? Oh, David, they could just email us. At our email, the five six kings at gmail.com. You mean F I V E S I X K I N G S at gmail.com? That's right. Or or they could just hit us up as a, at our e- or at our Instagram, which is the five six kings. You mean at F I V E S I X K I N G S on Instagram? I know. I mean, guys, it, it sounds foolish not to send us your your film review ideas. Send them on in. Send them in. We might do them. We might not. Who the fuck knows? We get some requests sometimes. Not everyone's will get done. That's just the nature of the beast. Yeah. You know, sometimes the movie ends without showing you the best part. Sometimes the five, six kings don't do your film. But guys, thanks. Thanks for watching. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks for the support and love, guys. And Brayden, they know, they obviously know where to watch. They're uh-huh. watching us on YouTube right now. Of course. They know where to listen. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, 
fucking Amazon Podcasts, Spotify, uh, all the lists. Except Pandora won't approve us. Yeah, what the fuck, Pandora? I can't, it's, it's baffling me. Pandora yeah. still won't. They're just, they're yeah. just at the lower totem pole. Yeah, like, of, like, of but, but also, but also, if you listen to podcasts on Pandora, you're a fucking psycho. Yeah, just, like let's just let's, let's just help, be honest. Let's help you. You yeah. know, get get go, to a better. Go, app. go listen to something else. Yeah. But Braden, when oh. they know where, but when do new episodes of the Five Six Kings drop? David, every motherfucking Monday. Every motherfucking Monday. Every you mean motherfucking Memorial Monday. Day, Labor Day, Martin Luther King Day? Every motherfucking Monday. Every motherfucking Monday, David. <sighs> I know. Well, I guys, know. you heard it here. Every motherfucking Monday, new episodes of the Five Six Kings. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram at the Five Six Kings. No, at Five Six Kings. No, the yeah. at Five Six Kings. I love you all very much. We'll see you next week. Peace out. Beach County, that's where I'm from When niggas get gunned down And left slump on the dumb Just for fucking round This ain't the county for you bitches To come around I'm down, hey Bitches, five, six, one